On this episode of Chase Cast, we talk about Stalker 2's official delay. We talk about the possible merger of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. We react to Leap's official announcement trailer. We watch and see if we can get hyped for Rainbow Six Extraction official lore gameplay trailer. We talk about at extended length PSVR 2 and if it is worth being excited about and then we of course read your guys's comments and have a good conversation about that uh, all that and much more before we do that make sure to hit the like button it helps the channel out when you do that if you want to support us even more you can comment share this video check out our patreon if you want to support us even further and yeah, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. We have a Discord if you'd like to talk to us anytime, all the time. And yeah, our socials and streams are also linked down below. All right, let's get into TasteCast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 157 of the Taste the Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today, of course, is Chevy. Chevy, how you doing? Are you excited to talk about... Oh, we got a lot of things to talk about this episode, uh, so hopefully you're down for the conversation. Um, you got me here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Just kind of chilling. Tired from work. That's the usual, but mm-hmm. I actually feel pretty good. You? I'm feeling pretty good. I uh, just drank a bunch of fucking caffeine, so uh, I apologize for everybody who's used to it by now, uh, where I start just running my fucking words together. That's going to happen for sure. I'm a little, 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 it's going to happen. I'm preemptively doing this to be, to, to talk like that. So uh, you've been warned. Um, so yeah, loosely, uh, we, we got a couple things to talk about before we get into what we've been playing. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about delays in games? I feel like just that question is a little vague, but um, well, some people some people instantly don't like delays. They view them negatively, and then some people are positive about them. And I feel like we're, of course, always going to kind of go into a middle ground because yeah. that's how we are about a lot of things. But I, I, I feel like I can talk for both of us in the sense of saying delays can be justified, and if done properly, are typically the right uh, direction to go. Pretty much, the what what boils down to uh is that when someone says they're gonna delay a product my brain doesn't go oh good or bad it goes okay mm-hmm. why why are you delaying it does it does raise the flag real quick yeah as soon as someone goes like oh we're delaying it that's typically where my brain goes it's like okay so something's up um but i've noticed some people will go like oh shit they're, they're like so we're gonna talk about it but like stalker 2 got delayed we'll go into the details in a sec um and you see a whole plethora of reactions from people going like i'm sick of this shit i'm sick of delays uh to other people going like oh the game's fucked to people going like oh yeah take your time dude like make sure it's good Uh, and this is like a seven month delay so it's a substantial delay um but in general, it's always interesting to see how delays are handled and also delays from certain people get reactions that other people don't, uh, you know, well, I think reputation definitely plays reputation into that. Reputation yeah. plays a huge part of it. Um, 
But I typically think uh, a delayed game is uh, more favorable to me personally than a game getting rushed out. Uh, look at Battlefield 2042, a game that should have been delayed 100%. Um, and then, you know, any game that gets like a couple month delay comes out and doesn't really have any issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are, I guess I didn't give an example of a specific game, but there's a bunch of games that get delayed for like, you know, two weeks, Final Fantasy 14. I was going to um, bring up that 14 was delayed three weeks. Yeah. And even though there are, after playing it, a couple things I can tell they probably should have spent a little more time on, it was still an amazing experience. And I imagine um, it would have been lesser, you know, had they not taken that time. Yeah. So. Yeah, sometimes I got to smooth out a couple things. Sometimes I got to change some numbers in the code or whatever. Uh, sometimes they need to do some some big things. They got to change some shit around. And so, um, you know, as long as it's not getting delayed after delayed after delayed, um, that's where it starts getting worrying. I typically kind of give everyone the benefit of the doubt. One delay, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, you know what's going on, I don't. So if you're telling me you need to delay it, delay it, like definitely, and then fix it, get it ready. I want a complete product. I don't want an unfinished product when you release it because when you do that, people will be mad for both reasons, but people will be much more angry if a game comes out unfinished than if it is delayed and comes out good. Oh, for sure. There's a slight disappointment versus rage. Um, The the only time that... uh, that I kind of get it, even though I, I think sometimes people react a little too extreme, is um, and to use Final Fantasy fourteen as an example again, uh, announcing your delays without giving people time to adjust because there are people like that you know take vacation for these types of events. Yeah, um, they might be looking forward to it. You tell them it's not coming out that day, and they can't change their vacation, um, and so they have. Not only nothing to play, but um, they're kind of screwed out of something they've they've worked for. They put their real time into so, um, and I can understand that frustration for sure. So, mm. yeah, no, I agree. With all that said, though, uh, the the main news that I kind of want to talk about, I kind of already said, is uh, Stalker Two, uh, a much hyped game for me personally. Um, but for a lot of people, uh, got delayed. I'm sure you guys already know about this, but we're going to talk about it real quick. Um, oh God, uh, GSC, uh, came out recently. I think it was like yesterday. Uh, maybe it was this morning. I don't remember. It was very recent. And, uh, via Twitter said stalkers, we have made a decision to postpone the release of stalker Two: heart of Chernobyl to December 8th, 2022. So this year, but at the very end uh these additional seven months of development are needed to fulfill our vision and achieve the desired state of the game stalker 2 is the biggest project in the history of gsc and it requires thorough testing and polishing we are convinced that development should take as long as necessary especially in the case of such a project this decision is not an easy one but we are doing the best possible to deliver you a game that can live up to the expectations and believe me my expectations of this game are fucking huge uh with more information updates and showcases coming we have an exciting and important year ahead thank you for your patience and understanding with love gsc game world team um yeah, and this follows uh, them. I, it was Stalker too, right? Yeah, it was uh, with the NFT. They said they're going to do some NFT stuff, and then people, including myself, I was going to ask if it was this game or something else, got upset, and then they literally said, "We're we're cutting the whole thing." Um, 
which I thought was, uh, I mean, you talk about reputation, that kind of gave him a couple points for me and mm. having that quick of a, of a reaction to that. Um, do you get any kind of sense of um, uh, anything reading this? Uh, and what do, you, what do you think of it? This is the first time they delayed it? I believe so. And um, this also uh, has been really interesting because um, – even though it's coming out on PC, everybody keeps talking about how this is like an Xbox uh, exclusive. Um, and so uh, there's been a, a larger conversation of people talking about how Xbox has just been like every Xbox game keeps getting delayed, um, which I never thought about until I kept reading that talking point. But that's just people, Sounds I think, trying to... Sounds a little tinfoil hatty to me. Well, I think it's also people trying to bait people to... Probably, well, especially know, if it's on Twitter. Fuck you, Sony Pony. Yeah, fuck yeah, you, yeah. Xbox. Um, I mean, honestly, the, without like thinking of a reason, if it's the first time delaying it and they feel like they need the extra time, um, you know, they, they get a chance, I think, mm-hmm. um, seven months is a long time, but you know, they might run into something critical that they decided they need that time for, or they came up with another idea that they're going to try to implement last minute. Um, my brain also goes to development probably was going along with the idea of putting NFTs in the game and now they're going to take that stuff out of the game which could take some time. So, um, yeah, maybe it was a more integrated experience. I think it kind of has to be when we talking about NFTs and stuff, cause mm-hmm. it has to be able to connect to, um, you know, basically that blockchain, that database. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then to be able to take that information outside of the game. So, uh, obviously purely speculative. Don't start going, Oh, well, they said this type of thing, but I, I feel like that's probably the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's definitely got to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, I remember the original Stalker, uh, I remember before it came out, like years before it came out, they'd shown like a, a tech demo. And at the time, it's some of the best ragdoll physics I'd ever seen in a game. And so they were like super uh, dedicated to making like this ambitious game mm-hmm. that they're working on. And it took, it was kind of like an Alan Wake situation the game took so long to work on that by the time it came out, a lot of people had kind of forgotten about it. Luckily, Stalker's amassed a, uh, a cult following. Like, people love Stalker. I love Stalker. But it did come out, like, years later than it was supposed to. But that wasn't necessarily in delays. It was, like, the development of the game just took longer than they wanted to. Yeah. So it is interesting uh, looking at this and knowing it's the same people. Um, but I loved Stalker. Like, I think it's like a fantastic game. And so, um, I'm wondering if, uh, ambition, uh, is playing a part in this as well. Maybe they're trying to deliver cause we watched the trailer of the game and it looks very good yeah, yeah. graphically and like the facial mocap, everything looks like top tier shit. Um, and especially that they are, you know, loosely tied with, uh, with, uh, Xbox on the whole push of like this is an xbox this is coming out on xbox i think it's i think it's timed possibly i don't remember but um that they keep pushing that maybe they have added pressure like we got to fucking release this we can't make xbox look bad because i think it's a day one game pass game and so that might also be a factor but i do think it's a mix of everything the nft thing is really interesting though just because um if that was a more integrated experience and they're like, fucking scrap it. Like, what do we do? We were already building the game with that in mind. They would have to kind of reverse engineer some stuff for sure. So that could be a huge factor. Seven months is, is a chunk. 
I mean, oh, yeah. two, three months would be. You could do a lot in seven months. Yeah, you yeah. could do quite a bit. That, that's more than just like, oh, fuck, this part of the, the world doesn't work correctly or we need to optimize it. That's like a month or two yeah. that they would need for that. Um, where seven months, it's like you're changing something probably. Yeah, I mean, you, you have time to do like alpha and beta testing and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Because the last so. three months is where they're going to start smoothing it out. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting, but this is, uh, this is the first time I believe, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments that they have delayed this game. So, um, I have no, uh, worries or suspicions or anything like that. Um, I am admittedly bummed a little bit that I'm not going to play it as soon as I wanted to, but, um, I'm very okay with waiting uh, as long as the game comes out in a, in a great, um, package if it, you know everything's complete works great no problems doesn't feel unfinished um I will, i'll be happy um there's a time where i never thought i'd get a stock or two anyway so i can wait i think i'm pretty sure i can plus this year's jam-packed with five oh, so games there's plenty of shit to play man yeah so honestly and a lot of them are coming out in the first like four months of this of this year this actually is kind of a favor i heard a couple streamers complaining actually recently about the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. But overall, uh, you know, no, no reason to assume this is anything horrible. I think it's very interesting. The amount of time they're taking, it just kind of gives you a hint on maybe what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but overall, no reason to worry in my opinion. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Uh -uh. Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about stalker Two: heart of Chernobyl? Are you excited for it? What do you think about the delay? Are you worried? Are you not worried? And, uh, yeah, let me know what you think about in the comments below. Another thing I want to talk to talk to you about real quick uh, before we jump into what we've been playing is another topic of uh, this one's more speculation. So there's been there's been uh, talk since last year that uh, Sony's going to try to make something that's competitive with Game Pass, and I think that's inevitable. They're going to do something that's going to be similar to it, right? So um, they kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, then there's been talk for a little bit about uh, merging, um, I almost said Game Pass. I'm sure Microsoft would love to do that. Um, Sony merging PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now. Um, and as those rumors keep kind of, you know, moving around, you hear about them here and there. Um, recently, I think it was in the UK first, but I think it's happening everywhere. Um, they had PS Now cards in stores and Sony starting to pull those from retailers. Allegedly, that's what I'm hearing. Um, so uh, we have an article. The, a bunch of people have these articles right now. They're all speculation. This one's from Comic Book something. I don't ComicBook.com. I don't know why they're talking about it, but um, uh, they kind of go into the same stuff I just said um, in a longer way. Um, but more so, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, do you think there's any validity behind the idea of? them merging those two things do you think it's a smart thing do you think it's something they should do and um your overall thoughts on uh playstation offering something um in terms of uh offering games to play every every month it's not just you know three games but like a, a catalog and is ps now um a good thing to offer and you know what's your thoughts on ps now um, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on most gaming, uh, like subscription services in general. I mm -hmm. like, I don't even use, um, game pass as much as the values there. I definitely prefer ownership, but, 
Um, that being said, if they did bomb together, I do think it is probably a smarter idea because it does present the opportunity for more people to at least try it. Mm -hmm. um, I would myself even be at that point tempted to at least try it. Um, I have no interest in like just going out and paying for it. Uh, and realistically, Sony makes enough money that they don't have to really actually make super huge adjustments to costs and stuff like that too. Um, it might seem like they'd be losing money by not making subscription services to it. But mm -hmm. I mean, look at Microsoft does, you know, what's the rate for it now? Is it nineteen ninety nine a month to get both together? Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's still crazy. They would literally, and they would have to, to be competitive, do the same thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and for an extra five bucks a month, I think most people, if there's a little curious, would probably just bite the bullet. So, mm -hmm. um, and as far as like, um, you know, what they do with it, I mean, if they're going to do something like that, they need to be aggressive. If they're going to go after Microsoft, Microsoft really has done a fantastic job with theirs. And to the very least, should be aiming for that level. Um, Microsoft single-handedly has, and people who are fans of Game Pass, and it's a, it's before you think I'm about to talk shit, Game Pass is way too good of a deal. But Microsoft has single-handedly like taken us into like the Spotify realm with music, where they're devaluing games because the price is so fucking cheap. It's stupid, um, which worries me because I I like video games. I want them to do well, but at the same time, you can't deny the value. Like if you want to spend like 20 bucks a month or whatever the fuck and have access to all these games, a lot of them are brand new. Like nobody's doing that except for them. Yeah. So it's an insane deal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it, it, Sony does have to offer something like that, but I, I wonder if Sony could offer the same thing because there's a lot of deals happening between Microsoft and other companies to do this. And then you start getting to the realm of like how Netflix has certain shows and how whatever the other Disney Plus has certain things going on. Who don't say the D word on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> words I can't say. I probably should have said it. Um, and so we start getting into that realm, and that just doesn't sound fun to me. But um, oh no, I'm I'm sick of streaming services. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. But then you know when games start getting into that area too, which they're gonna go. Um, I start to think of, think of the same thing, but, but Sony does have to offer something like that. And so with PlayStation plus, you already get, uh, you know, the three games typically, uh, at the least. Um, and then you get to keep them and play them as long as you have your PlayStation plus account active. And then there's like deals and like free, you know, uh, DLCs typically for games as a service type games, like Warframe and stuff like that. Um, so obviously there's value there. Uh, then with Game Pass, you just have access to a catalog of games and you can play any of them as long as you're paying for Game Pass. Yeah. So um, it is interesting. Then with PlayStation Now, you have access to stream games and they were doing that a while ago, the whole streaming games thing. Mm -hmm. um, I know like three people who have used PlayStation Now, so like not a whole lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I've never had an interest in it. Um, it. Now if I could like play it anywhere on my phone, kind of like Game Pass, that that's that'd be huge mm -hmm. um especially with the ex the real exclusives that playstation has um there's value there but i was thinking about that merging those makes sense to me because 
there's not nearly as much people paying for PlayStation now, unless there is, let me know, I doubt it, as people who are paying for PS Plus. Oh, I'd be blown away, yeah. I feel like you kind of just have to have PlayStation Plus if you're going to play online with PlayStation. I feel like anyone who owns a console generally just buys the online service. Yeah. Um, And that's, I could be wrong, obviously, but I I feel like that's a pretty safe thing to say. I mean, I have a Switch that I barely ever play online, and I bought a year of the online just Mm. so I don't run into the issue of, I would like to play this online. Oh, I can't because I have to go buy the service. I just, I was like, I'm going to eventually play it online, so. Yeah, so... So with that, though, that people are already paying for that anyway, and everybody has it, but a lot of people probably aren't paying for PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now. Yeah. Um, I think it's inevitable. I don't think I don't even think of it as like, are they going to do it? I feel like they have to do it because Game Pass already offers on top of the price you're already paying streaming. Yeah. And they've now made it so you can stream on your computer, on your laptop, on your phone, all these games that keep upping that keep. Uh, yeah. Uh, keep upping that roster of games you can play that keep upping the the amount of day one games you can play on game pass like there's it's it's really uh, that's what xbox is is game pass i mean like that's their model and they're fucking killing it with it um so i was thinking about it like they got to do it they gotta put fucking ps now on there so i think it's gonna happen for sure um and i do think that the retail cards leaving are probably preemptively for that I think they don't want to start. I don't think they want to market it as PS Now eventually. I think there's going to be like PlayStation Plus is this package. Well, and yeah, and they, and they might, you know, in more, I guess, in their fashion, might have like PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Plus Plus, plus. Platinum because it would go along with their trophy system. So PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Plus Plus. I don't know about that. PlayStation Platinum. That sounds kind of cool. Uh, um, so and then would, that would come with. You know all the, the the suite of features, yeah. so yeah, it's just interesting on what they would offer with that because there there's actually a lot of games on on PS Now, um, but they don't have and they'd have to recalibrate the whole thing yeah. uh, to be competitive with Game Pass because Game Pass has like day one things and it's like how do you how do you compete against that? Like for instance, and we're probably gonna talk about it in a little bit, but like Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I even fucking buy that? Like, I am kind of want to play it, but I don't want to buy it. Well, I guess I could just pay for it. Uh, right, pay get... pay for a month on Game Pass to play it. So I hate to be that guy, but it's like the perfect thing to play like Ubisoft, EA, and Activision games on because for uh, sure. you don't know what you're getting with those companies anymore. It, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm getting to the point where like, we're like, do I even need to be buying games from those people when I can just play them on Game Pass? I yeah. mean, like... Um, and then eventually, you know, with uh, with uh, PlayStation Plus, I, I feel like all these companies would be fine if they're going to doing with doing it with Microsoft, doing it with uh, Sony. So, um, unless there's some real exclusive uh, handshaking going on in the background, but um, one thing I was thinking about too, uh, something that that Sony could offer that that Xbox doesn't but could, uh, Microsoft definitely has the fucking money. Uh, Sony owns Crunchyroll. Slash Funimation. Funimation, yeah. It, it is Crunchyroll, right? Am I right on that? Or they is own it Funimation? Both. Yeah. So they own that. And then uh, they also have a movie studio. Yeah. And, and produce music. So yep. they could offer things, possibly. I'm not saying they're gonna, but they could offer anime at the very least. A lot of gamers like anime. Yeah. Um, 
with that as well that'd be a way to that would be a way to be competitive with game pass in the sense of like offering something that game pass is not offering yeah and as much as i hate that they own all the anime (laughs) yeah for sure um if crunchyroll got lumped into playstation plus i would cancel my crunchyroll subscription and just connect them at that point yeah i don't know if they're gonna do that because i don't know the numbers behind how many people are subscribed to each thing but if they wanted to add inherent value to the whole package that would add it i don't really watch a whole lot of anime and i'm not going to go out of my way to go watch it i i would like to but i don't think about it but if i just had like had access to it I'd probably watch it. You do have access to it, but yes, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I say I have um, multiple services. <laughs> sure. I, I'm just saying like, if it's just part of my PlayStation plus uh, situation and there's just like a tab on my PS five, there's just like Crunchyroll shit. And I just go over there and be like, oh, I'll check this out. It'd be, it's just accessibility. Yeah. That would be uh, cool. Even if they wanted to cycle out animes and then you could pay for the service separately for the whole thing. I'm not trying to give them ideas on how to make money, but they don't need it <laughs> exactly but uh it is interesting that they do have things they can offer um it'd be a little tricky with their movies because the biggest thing sony's putting out right now is like spider-man and they would have to have conversations with even though they own the rights to it they probably have to have conversations with uh with, uh, with the d word with the d word um and so that probably wouldn't be as easy to do but anyway i thought it was really interesting i do think it's i I do think the rumors whether they're correct or not will be correct eventually i think they are going to merge the two because i think they have to start offering streaming services because everybody's going that direction and they already have a um uh, a base of of consumers that are going to start expecting that now it is sony and sony's real good about going like we don't care just keep paying Hey, we want to change our names. Eh. Eventually, maybe. And then they do it like, eh, it doesn't work that great, but you can do it. Even in the camera department, fucking for the longest time, everybody's complaining about Sony cameras and their menus. And there's like, just use it. It's a really good camera. I'm like, yeah, it's, it is It is really good, but there's so much shit in these menus, dude. Like, no one knows how to navigate. They're like, eh. And then eventually they added colorful menus. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a little better. So, yeah, Sony, Sony really is like, it's it's really hard to get them to to really hard to motivate them. Yeah, but uh, well, money's the ultimate motivator. So one hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna do it though? Uh, I, I won't be so bold, but I I would not be surprised. Uh, yeah. It's it's difficult for me too because like I'm I still buy music like so I don't even use like things like Spotify for example so um, I'm probably the wrong person overall for this kind of stuff but. Um, yeah, listen to podcasts on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried doing the, the streaming thing with music, and I just ended up hating it because I feel like it's super expensive uh, for that style of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then free is, like, littered with advertisements. Oh, yeah. So um, I pay for YouTube Premium, and I can listen to music that way. Um I feel that's a better value because it's not just music. So hmm. um, interesting. I don't even thought to pay for that. Yeah, I just got a. I use an iPhone, and uh, there's no ad block, and I got really sick of it. So oh, gotcha. <laughs> that's interesting. So that was the push, and then being able to you know not have the screen on, stuff like that is is nice and download stuff. So yeah. 
Well, I will be bold in saying that I think it's going to happen for sure, but uh, I also would not be surprised if it happens. And um, I do think they're going to have to offer something uh, comparable to uh, streaming games and offering catalogs of games uh, at a price point because I think a lot of people are going to do it. I think Microsoft's already doing it. And um, even though Microsoft has uh, gone in that direction and that's where they decide, decided they're going to go and the console's just kind of like buy your Xbox or buy your PC or whatever the fuck, just play Game Pass. Sony's over here making consoles, making their exclusives. They're going to want to get in on that. So it, sure. it, it only makes sense. And I do think as time goes on, people are just going to expect to be able to stream their shit, no matter what it is, music, movies, games. And as the technology gets better, I think that's going to be um, standard. So, yeah, only makes sense that they do it because they already they already do do it so and less people are paying for it so anything else you want to say on it Mm-mm. all right let us know in the comments what you guys think about the possible merger of playstation plus and playstation now do you think it's going to happen do you think it's not going to happen do you think there's any validity to them pulling cards uh, out of retail stores for ps now and uh what do you want to see from a playstation game pass um do you think uh, there's room for it do you think there's a market for it and uh what do you think about the Crunchyroll thing possibly or movies music stuff like that let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below all right let's jump into what we've been playing where we talk about games we've been playing recently luckily my lists are short um because i haven't played a lot of things so i'll just i'll start first uh let's see uh, so I've been playing the PlayStation Plus games, um, not a lot, but I have played all of them so far, and that includes uh, Persona 5 Strikers. I played that a little bit. One thing I'm going to say about it, uh, in case you haven't played it yet and you don't know what it is, because we actually talked about it before I played it, and we were both like, I was like, what kind of game is that? And you're like, I think it's like a fighting game or something. I was like, yeah, maybe. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to find out it's a, it's a Musu uh, Dynasty Warriors game. Ah. Um, I started up and I was like, oh shit, it's one of these games. Interesting. Uh, I do think it's made by Omega Force. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, it would be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've played it. Uh, I plan on playing it more. It is very interesting to see Persona. Uh, it's set up more like an RPG, which I think is interesting as well. So, we're going to talk about that at the end of the month. I'll let you know if I liked it or not. Um, Played a little bit of Deep Rock Galactic on console. I plan on playing it more soon. I want to get uh, people together to play that. Uh, I want four people in a party. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm going to play that more this month, and I'll have plenty to say. I'll probably try not to talk about as much as I typically do, though, because we've talked about it twice on the channel before. So, And I, I think everybody knows where I stand with Deep Rock, unless it's just like horrible on console. Then you'll definitely hear me talk about it. But I have played it on there. Um, one thing that's interesting about that is there is, um, so the Steam Deck, uh, is, uh, uh, Valve's new, like, handheld PC that's coming out soon. Um, it has, uh, accelerometers in it that you can use for aiming, and people will use, like, the sticks together with the movement to get fine-tuned, like, mouse-style aiming. Okay. Deep Rock Galactic on PS5 has that. And it's the first time I've experienced it on anything. I'd only read about it with the Steam Deck. Um, it's very interesting. Because you can't even like, 
fully aim. It doesn't let you look all over the place, but it lets you finally adjust the aimer. If you're sitting still and you move the controller, it'll move a little bit. Oh, interesting. And it's very responsive. And so, like, when you're shooting around or mostly mining, I, I, found, I found it to be the most useful. Um, I'd be using the stick, and then I'd kind of move the control a little bit to fine-tune where I'm hitting. That's an interesting idea. It's it very... definitely takes some getting used to. I do not have a strong opinion yet. <laughs> yeah, you haven't played it yet. Yeah. But uh, just look out for that when you do play it. Because okay. I think it's a, an interesting discussion because it's the first time I've experienced what I've read about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I was in Deep Rock Galactic. Like, I like how they took the jump. Um, and I played Dirt 5. I've played it plenty in the past. Um, As I keep calling. Yeah, you keep calling Dirt 3. <laughs> You're just stuck on that. Uh, Dirt 4 never existed. Uh, yeah, I this is actually one of the games I bought when I bought when I first got my PS5. Um, so uh, I've played it. I started up. I looked at all my progress. I'm like, oh yeah, I played this game. I did this. Going from Horizon to that game though, not fair. Uh, <laughs> that's not me saying anything about it. I'll talk about the end. Of the month. I'm, I'm giving you guys way too much uh, already. So come back at the end of the month for Plus Club and we'll discuss those three games. Uh, I'm still playing Godfall, but I'm getting to the point where progression is very, very, very slow. I am level 256 in the game, um, and it takes like 30, 40 minutes to get a level now. And so um, it has slowed down my progression. I'll kind of hop in and do an ascended tower run, see how far I can get, get a level or two out of it, and then stop playing. So uh my cracking out on godfall is uh not coming to an end but maybe i'll get back into it intensively when like content comes out for it if it does i could just get you to put that kind of energy into 14 i haven't put that kind of energy into a lot of games recently so that's <laughs> fucking it's just been wild to like dedicate that much time to a game um but yeah i uh godfall dude I, I got like a god complex in that game because like my build i, I this is not I, it's a humble brag i guess uh my build that i've made that i made this isn't one i looked up uh i have not been in a group of randos or anybody who's like lasted longer than me in the tower i don't i'm not the one who's gonna fail it's like it's frustrating because I'll play with people and they'll start like trying to like take control of the situation, make all the decisions. I'm like, dude, every decision you make that's going to fuck us, you're going to be the one to die and fail. So whatever, dude, because there's Banes and Boons or whatever. So like you pick these things that make the run harder and people always pick the ones like 15% to your loot and they're always harder challenges. And these people just like fucking hit those. And I'm like, that's dude, you're going to, you pick that you're going to fucking die and you're going to be the reason we fail. Not me. So anyway, humble brag. My, my build's pretty good. Um, playing Hinterwolf claw, Hinterclaw. I always call him Wolf for some reason. Uh, and it is, uh, I mean, he's a crit, uh, Valor plate. So, um, I'm critting a lot. And when I crit, I get over health and I've balanced him out where I'm doing pretty decent damage. I could be doing more, but I like the survivability, and it's really hard to kill me. So, yeah, having fun with that. That game is really fun. One of the funnest parts of that game is it's just the builds, the amount of numbers you're you're shuffling around to 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 make these uh, these builds. Um, I've been playing with Sarah and Josh, um, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
but it is coming to an end. And then lastly, this is this is what I've been playing, dude. It's fucking over already. Um, I bought uh, Ready or Not, which is a controversial game. I feel bad even bringing it up. Uh, I don't even know what you're saying. So, so Ready or Not is um, kind of like a spiritual successor to the actual Rainbow Six games and SWAT games. Okay. Um, and just talking about it real quick, uh, they a while ago promised they're going to have a school shooting uh, uh, map. And a lot of people got really angry about that. And they came out. That happening, yeah. They came out and said that like they're still going to go through with it, which I respect them for committing to their their vision. Um, I think I think with the uh, the um, the subject matter of the game, where you're going in and like doing all these like SWAT type things, where people are like taking hostages and stuff like that, it goes into um, that although I, I do understand and respect that is a it's a very touchy subject. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a tricky one. Yeah, and I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know if there's gonna be ac- actually kids in it. I don't know the details, but um, I'm not I'm not the type of person who will ever tell somebody most for the most part what they should do in their creative endeavors. And if it negatively affects their sales, that's the choice they made. Yeah, and that honestly, that's probably the biggest. Uh, takeaway here um because we you know there's different types of people out there right i mean i Mm -hmm. i'm and i i don't want to speak for both of us and you can correct me if i'm wrong but uh very capable of detaching reality from fantasy yeah and so um when i play a game i watch a movie i read a book like there's no part of my brain that goes relate this to real life this is real life Mm -hmm. It's this is completely fake. Nothing here is real. So. Well, and anybody who's sensitive to it, which I feel like most people should be, but also yeah, yeah. Um, anybody who's been affected by that. Oh, yeah, obviously, sure. we live in the United States, and we're not going to get into that. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, you know, we're not going to talk about politics here. But um, uh, this shit happens in real life, and so I can only understand and respect that anybody who would be critical of this or affected by this uh, level not play the game 100 yeah, don't yeah, yeah. touch it don't buy it don't support it tell your friends not to support it um but uh i bought it because i miss the rainbow six games i believe some of the people who worked on the original uh rainbow six games uh people from red storm uh, are part of this team and uh i miss games like swat swat 3 or whatever the fuck, SWAT 4. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, those games were awesome. The slow-paced nature of them where you're, like, going to a door and, like, breaching, clearing, throwing in flashbangs, stuff like that. Uh, I fucking love games like that. And these guys are some of the only people who are making games like that. So they're going to get my money. Yeah, good luck with the attention span of people these days. But yeah, for sure. There, well, there's no run button. Like, old school was, Rainbow Six. Like, saying. there's when you hit shift, you go slower. <laughs> like you go from kind of like walking like this to going and creeping. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, I bought that. I played it a little bit. I did one mission and, uh, there's a lot of like, uh, it's cool cause you can play it by yourself and you have a squad and you can tell them what to do. So it reminds me of old rainbow six games, yeah. but you can also play with friends and coordinate. Um, and it's realistic. I got killed like instantly at one point. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun so far what I've played. And uh, every mission is a map 
with a random placement of the scenario, but then you can play different scenarios on that map. So there's like a bomb uh, removal one, and there's a hostage situation scenario. So every time a map comes out, there's multiple different types of scenarios that happen with it. So um, kind of reminds me of Hitman in that regard. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, it just reminds me of old school Rainbow Six, and I love that. So um, I don't know if I love the game yet because I've barely played it, but I love the idea of it. So I'm definitely going to play it some more. Maybe I'll stream it. And uh, it seems like a game that would be fun to stream, And uh, which is another thing I want to get back into is streaming. Um, and, yeah, been playing it. It's pretty cool. like to play with people. So uh, that's what I've been playing. All right. Mine's even shorter. Um, Sick. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. And not really getting anything done other than just hanging out in the grand underdark. And if you don't know what that is, um, it's a bunch of mine shafts with little pockets that you can catch Pokemon in. And when you're not in the pockets, you're mining. <laughs> so uh, it's the grind part of the game, pretty much. Mm. So uh, that's all I've been doing. That it's the Ascended Tower, <laughs> level uh, 256. Whenever I finish leveling my current Pokemon, I can go and finally try to finish beating the game, unlock the post game, and go back to grinding because that's Pokemon. And other than that, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, which is uh, pretty much my everyday thing other than the last couple days. And I've been leveling alternate jobs. I now have five combat classes to 90 and all three gatherers to 90. Hmm. Um, And I'm probably one of the slowest in my free company. (laughs) So uh, I think one member is doing his last level 90 tonight. So. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Yeah. You put the work in. I already knew he'd be the first, but yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Toki's right behind him or uh, friend of the channel. Toki? Uh, Rob. The fuck so. is he doing, dude? I've heard from, I've heard from <laughs> Yeah, fucking. That's why I haven't heard from him in years, dude. Just leveling uh, in that game. No, it's been fun. I, uh, they, I mean, they always do a good job, but there's a lot of stuff to do right now. It's all fresh and new and. And then even the stuff that you know you're used to doing every expansion, anyways, because everything around is new and they change the jobs every time. Um, you know, it just feels fresh again, so it's nice. Um, plus, having a lot of people playing right now has been great because we can do like group content together instead of having to rely on random people. And even though I don't mind too much in that game, um, it is an online game. You run into salty people from time to time, and I just don't want to deal with it. So true. If I were to start playing that game, would I have issues getting into it? No. Okay. Queue times are pretty normalized other than even weekends or No, there's been the off and on, you can't buy this game right now. You cannot buy a new account of this game. Yeah, okay. But I'm just making sure like a dormant account wouldn't be held to some kind of like... You can reactivate and you can buy the expansion. Like that's allowed. Um, You cannot... um, They're addressing it soon, I guess. And I... I, uh, They're also going to talk... They're actually able to get ready to talk about um an update on like uh, they want to upgrade the servers eventually but they, mm. can't, they can't buy servers they haven't been able to they've even uh square gave them permission to go over market value and people they still can't buy any so which is insane <laughs> bad time to be successful um yeah yeah dude fucking uh xbox and ps5 shortages Still, still, yeah. Still, uh, I guess they're increasing PS4 production. Yep. Uh, because of that, 
And people are like, how does this help with PS5? And it's like, because they can't make them, dude. So they're making something that they can. Yeah, and they still make PS4 games. And people, yeah, and people, they're still buying them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making them. So Yeah, it's a tricky problem. And obviously, there's going to be people out there who just don't care. They just want what they want. But uh, It's just crazy to see all these shortages. I do feel like uh, all these companies, as much as they want to keep pushing forward, um, they're trying to do the best they can to also make it right by people so yeah um that being said uh yeah right right now you cannot play you can't even download the free trial for 14 it's it's all locked right now you can't buy the game you can't like nothing so um all because there's too many people playing (laughs) which is a weird problem i i fucking that that (laughs) meme i posted in the discord a while back but it's like when this first started it was just like it looks like the final fantasy 14 login but it says like like you can't play this and then under it says get the fuck out of here and like play something else yeah <laughs> like it's just it's so stupid i've seen some people post other memes like that too lately or or like the meme that went around like have you tried the critically acclaimed blah blah mmo all this stuff and now it's like uh do not try the critically acclaimed mmo there is not a free trial yeah, it's so good <laughs> you can't play it dude <laughs> please play something else so yeah i uh i mean Dying Light 2 comes out soon. I'm definitely going to be fucking playing that. Um, unless I play it and it sucks. That would be awful. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, I want to play a little bit. But I, I have no, no hype for it. Um, but I still want to try it out. And so I've been thinking about I wanted to maybe get back into an MMO. And then I was thinking about ESO. But then like ESO's expansion's coming out uh, later this year. Um, also, so I'll probably wait to play ESO when that comes out. Also, loosely heard that they were having issues right now too. So, probably. <laughs> Who's not having fucking issues? I'm having issues. Um, and so I thought it'd be probably a good time to maybe hop in and do some casual Final Fantasy 14ing. There's a lot of people playing right now, so it'd be a good time, anyways. Yeah, um, yeah you gotta get you're getting into the like, the best part of Heaven's War too. Unfortunately, you've been gone for so long. You probably don't remember anything you've played. So. No, I probably need to watch a video to kind of catch myself back up to things. The cutscenes are in the game, so mm. you literally just sit there and watch them. Gotcha. So yeah, I need to, uh, I need to to fully acquaint myself with that game and learn it in and out because that's one of the things that's always been like, an apprehension with me hopping back into it is every MMO you play, you got to learn it, yep. and they're all basically similar in a lot of ways, but. Uh, yeah down to like structure and stuff like that but sure. but some games will have like some systems that are different than other MMOs. you gotta learn those and final fantasy 14 i think is probably like the biggest culprit of that of having its own things that have even if Everything. it's something <laughs> even if it has something that this is this is the thing that godfall does as well it, it will have things other games have but it is so so into the idea of renaming everything that like you gotta look up terminology yeah. and understand what the fuck this is and what that is and what that is and Final Fantasy XIV is like that and I know most of it I've played it off and on for years but um, I've never felt like fully confident in it like when I started getting back into ESO I was like what's this what's this I had to start looking up things then like I you know got to the point where it was like muscle memory I was just kind of fucking sitting there grinding I'd like to get to that point with fourteen where I'm not thinking about shit except for being able to just take in the story and the gameplay. Um, but every time I play, I'm always like, what's this? I got to ask somebody and then they got to show me and explain this and that. And that's not that fun for me. I appreciate the help. Um, yeah. but, uh, that's not, that's not like 
the MMO experience I'm I'm hoping for, but that's kind of the the learning hump of any game you play. Yeah, uh, MMOs sure. are obviously you know a little more complicated than a lot of other types of games because of the amount of things going on in it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I, I want to get back into it. I just got to uh, uh, I guess find the motivation. I got the time right now. I stopped playing Godfall, so I was only playing that for weeks. I will say if you can if you can put the kind of hours you put in Godfall, you'd have the 14th story completely beaten. I mean, I sat down in in like two three days and beat Endwalker. So, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that and, hard. Well, that and that's me doing all the side quests. Yeah. You could skip all that crap. Um, I actually suggest to most people just do the story. All the side quests can you can do that later when you got the time to just wander around. Mm-hmm. So just do the story that way. It's, you get it without any weird pauses in there. You get to absorb just the story and enjoy it, um, especially when you start getting into Shadowbringers and Endwalker. And yeah. I feel like that's, I'm bringing it up again, and I guess it's it's fine because, I mean, it has to do with this channel. But, like, I want to get back into streaming, and I would like to, like, try and do it on a schedule. Not, like, because I work, I have a life, and I got shit I'm doing, and I fucking make episodes. But, like, at least, like, once a week for sure, I'm, I'll stream. Like, I want to do something yeah. like that. No promises, but I want to do that. Um, I'm feeling inspired in 2022. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen, I feel like, would be a good game to stream. Um, yeah, I the mean, only thing I wouldn't be a wealth of knowledge I get for anybody. About is I know how you are when it comes to, like, chat happening. Mm-hmm. And if stories happening... I could just see you just having oh, a conversation yeah, with chat and missing out on yeah. the details. So yeah, that is that is worrying, and that is something I definitely would do. I yeah. prioritize people over. Yeah, everything. you would have to shut that off on cutscenes. I'd say. Yeah, maybe just black out the screen or whatever. <laughs> a lot well, of streamers just well, if they're using Twitch, put on emote only so that. Yeah. You know. It's also to avoid spoilers, obviously, but the community's pretty good about it. Anyway. Yeah, just during times where I'm like running back and forth, navigating that fucking cloud. Island, um, uh, that's a big one. Heaven's Ward's got huge zones, man. <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, I gotta go collect all these things to be able to fly in these zones and shit. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want to fucking. Oh, do that. dude, do it. Uh, so what Toki does? <laughs> I don't do anything Toki does. Is I don't want to be like, fucking even. He's like, hey, just fly me to all these points. <laughs> like, nobody, okay. nobody needs to be connecting us. So, um, you don't even have to find those. You can just ask them to fly you to them. Yeah, yeah, that's boring. But it's convenient. It's, That's the fucking. Is it fun to find them? No. So okay. <laughs> it's like there's plenty of people who would like to see them just disappear. I'm not on board with that. I I like I I don't think it's that. Bad I for my playability, I'd like to see that, but I also think that'd be lame. Yeah. To take that out because like you feel like you fucking earned it then mm-hmm. if you went and collected it. That's something I admire about a lot of like. Uh, like Japanese and Korean MMOs is like, they're like, you need to earn this shit. And then you can actually brag to people. Someone will play like a fucking, like any game. They're like, I'm level 50. I'm like, who's, who isn't bro? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? But then like people play games like that. And like, I collected every little fucking thing in the zone and shit. And I'm just like, God damn. Yeah. Except for 14 doesn't have a lot of stuff like that because they want everyone to enjoy it. So, mm. um, the only thing you can really do that with is ultimate encounters. I beat an ultimate. Well, yeah, you did. Congratulations. You're in the like 10% of people who've ever done it. That's interesting. Uh, Guild Wars 2 had like a lot of like collectible shit in it. Like like every zone wants you to really look in every nook and cranny. And I kind of liked that. I'm not like a collector type dude, but um, 
it, it did kind of give you something when you're in that zone. Like, well, I might as well just fucking 100% this. Yeah. And I do some stuff like that in 14. Like, I collect a bunch of minions and mounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't go, like, out of my way for it most of the time. I just have played so long. I've, I've amassed a, a crap ton of them at this point. Yeah. It's naturally so, just going to happen over yeah. time. So, But, uh, yeah. I mean, and just to kind of, you know, obviously get out of the subject, um, I would just say if you do plan to do it, you know, do just the story um, and, you know, job quests. And then. Um, yeah, I want to like, I want to like clear my fucking log and just dedicate time to the fucking you could, totally. progression. Um, I know uh, a couple people on our free company who still like, I can't look at their map. It drives me crazy, but they only did them as cute. They don't even have flying in every zone. Like they just went zoom. I mean, that's effectively not what I want to do, but what I am doing. Yeah. So, And you can go back for that stuff. So I, want to, I want to fly, dude. Point. I'm sick of this place that I'm in. Yeah. Well, and it, I would I would say there are there's probably a large amount of people who agree with you in that zone in particular. So. Yeah, I just don't like the way it's designed. It looks cool. It is visually I don't, cool. I don't, like, I don't like the layout, though. Um, it, but it is Navigating ginormous. It's annoying. That's also the expansion they introduced flying. Yeah. So that zone is a representation of that it's an idea. old design yeah yeah versus like now zones are designed to be zones instead mm-hmm. of just being like you can fly here let's make it yeah they had an idea yeah. they executed on it and later they went like how can we make this better and they did it was like and when they added make, swimming and storm blood the swimming area is huge i'm like oh, i don't want to i don't want to be under the water here man mm. so fortunately it's only like the one zone but that's good yeah. that's awful so not a big fan of the swimming in games yeah, but the story's great, and I I, I think um, if you're a fan of Final Fantasies in general, not you, but people in general, you, you have to fucking just go through it at least once. Then shut yeah. your sub off and never play it again. That's fine. Like, do yourself a favor and play the story, though. That's mostly the reason I want to play it. It's not even the social aspect. I mean, I, I like I like MMOs. I, I like social. Rating, but yeah. Sure. I, <laughs> I, I do like all that, but with this game in particular, I just want to experience the story since, like, don't hear anything other than it's amazing. So, yeah. um, and like with any game, if someone, if I heard enough people saying that, I'd be like, well, I need to check that game out. Yeah. This is just more of a commitment because it's fucking multiple games. It's now, a series say, of games. Is I, I, I was hoping you weren't going to say, well, it's an MMO. Cause like, you know, you don't have to do the MMO stuff. So yeah. <laughs> you can just play the, the story. And that's why I'm saying yeah. the story is my main motivator. So yeah, I don't really feel that game as, as social, for me personally, it's like other MMOs. Not saying it doesn't have that. I just don't view it the same way because it's it's um, so JRPG esque. So, yeah, I think every expansion is roughly thirty to forty hours long in storytelling. So, yeah, those are, that's a full game. Yeah. Well, so I'm it's like a JRPG. putting a number out there just yeah. so people also understand what I'm saying too. So, yeah, yeah. worth it in my opinion, especially if you have time. Yeah, well, we'll fucking see, dude. I got I got very little time until I have no time. So, um, anything else you been playing? That's it. Uh, trying to level another job right now, and then waiting to. We got a couple members we're waiting on to start rating. So, mm. very cool. Yep. All right. Um, nothing else. All right. Well, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing, uh, anything you would recommend, and uh, what games are you looking forward to coming out soon. 
uh, that can't wait to get your hands on. Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Also, should I start playing Final Fantasy XIV? Let me know in the comments below. Um, all right, so we got some videos to watch, of course. It's Tasty Cast, and what kind of Tasty Cast would it be if we didn't watch something? And uh, yeah, the first thing we got to watch uh, is a video that just dropped as of today, uh, day of recording, uh, it is a game called Leap. Just L-E-A-P. This is the official announcement trailer, so they're announcing it. It's a game coming out. Uh, in the description, it says, Leap is a fast-paced online multiplayer first-person shooter featuring epic battles with up to 60 players, each armed to the teeth. Fight for either the United Earth Defense Coalition, UEDC, or the Rebel Exoterrans. Whoever pays the most wins your trigger finger and excessive arsenal. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um... Oh, fluff talk. Yeah. So this is uh this is getting a little bit of talk in like the last like couple hours I've seen. And uh yeah, it's coming out on Steam and I believe it's coming out on PS4 and PS5 later. So we're gonna watch it and we're gonna talk about it. Um I, I would ask you if you have any thoughts on this, but I barely know what the fuck it is. And so I, I never didn't even hear about it until you said we were gonna watch it. So. Yeah, so we'll just discuss it after we watch it. Ready? Okay. All right, three, two, one, and go. In the remote region of Thunder Valley lies a cyber Oh, and this game is made by the people who made the Slenderman game. As the Leap Mercenary. Typically a violent... If you know, you know. If you don't, give a shit. Any sense of people liked it, though. They are usually seen causing destruction everywhere they go. They seem to have an I looked for a better quality trailer, and there is none. This is the best they get. So this is straight up from the people who make it. Well, this is how they want it seen. Bye. That was excessive. Alright, so we see a dude on a hoverboard, someone doing a backflip. People with glowing feet running around. It's clean. Yeah. A dude jumping after a dude through trees with a sword. A guy flying like a fucking missile. Looks like they're just going for fun, which is actually kind of That's honestly, graphically, like, it's clean, but it's not amazing looking. Yeah. But it does look like they're, like, trying to make a fucking first-person shooter you're not playing right now. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Join the beta. Maybe I will. Damn, that's soon. That is very soon. Six days. All right, so we saw a lot in a little bit of time there. Uh, what did you take from it? I don't think you need to devote that much energy to kill one guy floating in a pond. That's my first thought. That is true. That's a lot of uh, juice you could be spending on like blowing up a tank instead. Yeah. For anybody listening, uh, in the very beginning of the trailer when you were hearing the the guy talking, there's just like a dude in a inner tube in the lake sitting there and there's all these like explosions and shit happening around him and then some mothership show up above him and then they just, like blow him up. Fuck it. Independence Day is ass. Um, <laughs> they did. So... Um, obviously like it was for comedic effect and I'm mm -hmm. just being way too. That's comedy, mind. dude. I ain't fuck. I ain't laugh, dude. Um, gameplay wise though, it looks like they're, they're making like arena, like old school arena shooter style, like 
combat, but on a, like a really giant scale, Big scale like yeah. a battle royal scale style map mm-hmm. type thing. So um, it's interesting. I, I'm like a hard sell sell when it comes to competitive shooters, but um, I do think it has an intriguing look. So people don't really make like. F- fun subjective and if you're playing an sure. fps you like you're having fun but when i when we're saying fun i'm assuming when speaking for both of us uh we're talking about like doing shit for fun's sake and not going like is it realistic does it meet this theme yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like let's fucking add a hoverboard can you do backflips when you jump why the fuck not uh what what if we had uh the ability to this guy's like riding a fucking robot animal yeah yeah um so it, it does look like a game that's just being built for like fun sake. It does kind of have an arena shooter look to it kind of, but the, the maps are big. I don't know if it's a battle royale. I haven't, didn't see that anywhere. They said there's up to 60 people on the map, which sounds fucking insane with what we're seeing here. Um, but yeah, it does, it does look like um, th- there's not a lot of FPSs out there. Back in the day, you get games like Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, fucking all these tribes, all the shit. They were just like these crazy ideas, crazy guns, skill-based um and i love those but um we don't get much games like that anymore and so it is kind of refreshing to see a game with like this ragdoll where people are going flying when you shoot them people doing all this like high octane flying through the sky double jumping firefight in the sky in the sky people are like in the air flying around and shit but they're also like running around they're on hoverboards which seems to be a pretty regular thing i feel like everybody's gonna be able to pull those out um and a lot of crazy guns, a lot of crazy machine guns, uh, missile launchers. Um, it, it really looks like their first thought was like, how how do we just make like a crazy fucking attention grabbing shooter? Yeah, for sure. Now, is it a tight shooter? I don't know. It looks pretty tight, but I, I you got to get your hands on it to know. Um, but uh, honestly, I, I and like identity wise, this doesn't really look like. If I saw this and didn't see Leap, I'd just be like, well, that's some FPS, right? It doesn't really have like a, a signature look to it to me. But um, but the zaniness seems to be their first yeah. their first thought. Um, it's also refreshing, too, that it's not like colorful, uh, cartoony, Fortnite-looking. Or, yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, and it <laughs> doesn't seem to be a Battle Royale. I don't know if it is or not, but it doesn't look like it is one. Mark. So yeah. I welcome that. I welcome a uh, just a big team, big map, crazy weapons and, and items, uh, FPS. It, it kind of reminds me of an older game. It reminds me of like a game that would have came out in like the 2000s if the technology was there to do it. But yeah, I, uh, I, am, I am intrigued. Uh, watching this I, I wouldn't say i'm like hyped on it but i do want to try it oh, so i'm sure you'll play it yeah um <laughs> it's coming out in early access so i'll play it there unless i get into the beta and i'll try it there and if it sucks i don't i won't care but well you know the game looked kind of cool but it's not that great um but if it's really cool maybe they'll have something on their hands here yeah maybe it'll be some other other to play than just halo halo call of duty fortnite I guess PUBG went free to play finally. Smart move. Should should have a long time ago. Yeah. They're like the only ones going like pay us, and people are like why? Yeah, and I know Apex in certain parts of the world is doing really well still. So it should. I mean, I don't know how it's balanced now. I watched. Uh, have you heard of uh, Death of a Game? Uh. Uh-uh. It's um. I forgot the guy. 
who does the series. He just did one on Overwatch. I'm like, are you really doing a death of the game on Overwatch already? <laughs> did that game die? I don't play it on here about it, but uh, I thought it was kind of crazy. I feel like everything attached to Activision and Blizzard right now is having a hard time. He so. brought that up in the video. Yeah. He's like, he just started going through the Activision thing, and he's like, I have another video where I talked about uh, Diablo, not Diablo, um, Warcraft 3, Reforged or whatever. And he's that like DOA. And he's like, this kind of coincides with that. So make sure to watch that video too. Um, anyway, going off topic here. Yeah. Um, the game looks cool. I'll try it. I'll, I'll report back and let you guys know what I thought of it. Um, you'll probably hear about it if uh, people end up liking it though. Um, because when it comes to FPS is like split gate. You, you hear about them. Like people go nuts when there's a new FPS that's worth playing. So um, yeah, cause the waters are kind of thin right now. Well, yeah, you get all the all these expected games, and when they're good, they're good, great. Like celebrate it, but like, not a whole lot of new blood, yeah. Or people are chasing the battle royale thing, or the free to play thing, and that just doesn't bring the excitement like uh, a good old fashioned premium fucking FPS does. So yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts? Do you you think you'd try it? Probably not. I'll, I'll never. Say, I won't say never. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been known to to dabble, but. Yeah, you you play FPS every once in a while. You're yeah. just a little more particular about them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely try it though. Definitely interested. Let us know in the comments what you guys think of Leap. Uh, does it look like a game you would play? Is there something in this trailer you noticed that's worth talking about that we didn't really? I barely noticed that the guy was like riding some kind of robot animal thing. It was like a four legged thing the guy was riding literally um, flying in the air while shooting each other yeah <laughs> and uh does this game interest you do you want something different what kind of fps's are you looking for um and uh yeah let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to leap all right uh next video we're going to watch is rainbow six extraction official lore gameplay trailer now earlier in this episode i was just kind of talking about how i'm not hyped for this game it's coming out soon though it's going to be on Game Pass. I know I'm going to try it. Uh, but I'm not hyped on it. But I also haven't been following it very much until recently. Um, so we're going to watch this. We're going to kind of discuss what's going on with it. See if it kind of brings up any hype or maybe it doesn't. Um, I know Ubisoft. For it, it sucks that I've like defended Ubisoft for so long because at a time I felt like it was worth it, but like recently I feel like Ubisoft is making like the worst decisions ever. So um, it's hard for me to get excited about almost anything that they're doing nowadays, which really sucks to feel that way because I don't want anybody. I don't. I don't enjoy shitting on things. So like, uh, it, it sucks to go like, well, Ubisoft's probably not gonna be that great. I don't want to feel like that. That sucks. I used to love almost all Ubisoft properties, uh, but they've been making really dumb decisions and prioritizing really stupid fucking things. And uh, so I'm hoping Rainbow Six Extraction is like fucking dope. And I played. I'm like, holy shit, they made a good game. I'm really hoping for that. And I'd love, I'd fucking Ubisoft level with me, dude. Fucking where the hell is Beyond Good and Evil 2? Oh, yeah. The one, the one game left that I'm like, I want from Ubisoft. That's Where is it? I don't know. Is it being made? Like, what's going on with that? You too busy with your fucking NFTs? Like, I don't. All four you sold. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I'm getting annoyed just thinking about this shit. So anyway, uh, uh, I'm said Ubisoft Extraction, Rainbow Six Extraction coming out real soon. I think like the 25th or some shit. And uh, I will probably try it out. Sounds interesting. A video I watched recently was talking about how like every map is like three times the size of a normal Rainbow Six map. So it's like. 
not that big, but uh, they're they're all gonna have like thirty six sectors. I think they called them, and in each sector, random things can occur there, and things can change to make every playthrough of that map feel different each time. So that sounds kind of cool. And I guess as you play, there's like progression and then group progression of your squad, and the way you work together gives you more XP or something like that. And then there's like equipment you unlock and shit as you play. So sounds like a formula of a game I would typically play, but it's sometimes fucking Ubisoft and they're not really making good decisions. So anyway, uh, any thoughts on Rainbow Six Extraction or Ubisoft in general before we watch this video? Literally not a thought. Okay. Great. All right. We're going to watch this in three, two, one. Well, hold on. This is uh, official lore gameplay trailer. So um, we're going to get lore and gameplay, I guess. All right, uh, three, two, one, and go. Even if this game is good, it still kind of drives me nuts. The fucking Rainbow Six, like everything Ubisoft has, has just been bastardized. Like, I gotta play fucking Ready or Not because you won't make a, a proper Rainbow Six. Entry 1373. The Chimera Parasite has resurfaced. But this time, the Rainbow Six organization has created a dedicated unit to face this new threat. React. I'm proud of the team Eliza and Jordan have managed to round up. The data we are recovering in the hot zones is critical. Hundreds of scientists assist me and the operators on the field in studying the parasite to adapt our technology, making sure everyone makes it back. like a fucking biohazard situation. Looks like Haze. This remember that game? Biofilm. The sprawl is key to the parasite's activity. <laughs> I was stoked for that game and then it came out. We it was also awful. found traces of human DNA in its composition. Join the bait. The aliens are so uninspired looking. Oh yeah. But I guess there's like fucking like 15 types. of them. Well, it's not hard to make 15 when they all use the same texture. Yeah, that's true. I do like though that there's operators in it from Rainbow Six and they all have their specialties. And then you unlock new operators so like you can kind of diversify your squad and tactics, I guess. The Apex, able to summon lesser creatures from the sprawl. The enemies are so generic. I'm concerned about how they can evolve. Oh, I guess too, if you die, you lose that operator and you have to rescue them in another mission. So I kind of like that because it's not per yeah, like that. Um, it's not permadeath, but it's kind of a middle ground. After these events, the latest data is... My brain's not working. Warhammer. The Chimera is up to something. Like the Left 4 Dead system where if you die, you're in a closet. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess it's like in a different mission. Like, you lose access to that we guy ahead. until you rescue him. But I was wrong. Which I think sounds like kind of a cool system. I didn't even listen to any of that. <laughs> I mean, I was struggling anyways, because she has a very strong accent, and I have a terrible ear for it, so. Buddy Pass, invite two friends to play for free when you're full game. Dude, they're giving this fucking game away. That's weird. Why? It's like they fucking know. Uh, they probably do. Look at those outfits. They look like shit. 
Like those look horrible. Well, even like the talking shit. I mean, it could end up being fun, right? Like it's probably gonna be all right. Um, but even like their whole look is like just black with yellow highlights. Well, they just take assets from Rainbow Six Siege because they they had this event, and I played as the last time I ever played Siege. Um, just because I was curious about this co-op event where it was essentially Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah. It's kind of like Left 4 Dead. You had to go through like three maps I think they had that had different difficulties and there was these fucking aliens. And you just like went through and survived or whatever. Now they made a full game on it. But now it's kind of genius because they take all these assets. They already got these characters. They're literally the characters from Siege. And they're put in this game. And of course their, their abilities are going to be tailored for a co-op scenario, not a versus scenario. Um... And then they got these fucking yellow skins, um, you know, black and yellow outfits. Uh, and then there's, you know, it, like, it's kind of genius that there's, like, they made a whole full game that's going to have its own stuff going on, like the progression system and stuff, but all just kind of based off a game that already exists. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, it seems low effort. And then, and it might not be, I might play it, I might love it, but like, uh, but now, you know, they're giving out on Game Pass day one. They got this buddy pass. Like, it, it doesn't seem like they're confident in this fucking game. Well, and I, it is Rainbow Six's assets, right? So, mm-hmm. like, they don't really have to. I don't feel like they have to make a lot of money off it because they, they've been making constant money off Rainbow Six for years at this point. That is true. Yeah. So, But they're going to want to make they money. they can get people in and play it and then have this opportunity to just make more residual constant income off it. It's probably worth it. For them to do oh, that. they're, they're going to fill this fucking game with NFTs and goddamn, uh, skin packs <laughs> Jesus and all sorts Christ. of shit. Yeah. They're not going to reverse engineer shit out of this game and be like, Hey, okay. So the fucking shoes that, uh, doc wears, everybody has them, but you can own them. And so you can tell your friends, like, those shoes you're wearing, though I own those. Like, that's mine. <laughs> they sold me the asset. Like, they still use it. It's licensed for them. Oh, yeah, they yeah, use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I have, like, I have the receipt that says, Doc Shoes owned by me. Yeah. What about those pants? Well, I know the guy who owns those fucking pants, dude. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, uh, the trailer was boring, I'm going to be honest. Um not to be overly uh, negative, I guess, but I just being honest with you, I watched that, and I I wasn't super interested in the lore. Um, character design looks like an Ubisoft game. Um, just a bunch of really hip people that you don't believe would be in scenarios like this. Um, gameplay looks fine. I mean, it's it's a for, it kind of looks like GTFO except for casual. Uh, these pre-order DLC skins look atrocious. Um, and, uh, yeah, the stuff I watched recently, maybe I should have put that on um, or read about, uh, was a lot more interesting than this. Um, I don't honestly care about the lore too much. I mostly want to see the gameplay. Um, yeah, overall, this didn't do anything for me. Uh, it just kind of lets me know it does exist. It's coming out. And uh, it is a finalized product that um, I'll be able to play with my friends, apparently. If I buy the full game for free, I wonder if the Game Pass version will will have that or not. That would kind of make sense if they don't give you that. But if you buy the game, your friends can play for free. I wonder how that'll work. Because I might, I might buy it then. Oh, it's working on you. Fuck. Give them that Rainbow Six money. 
They're either giving it to you for free or going like, you can give you can give us money, I guess. You can play with your friends. Just give us something, dude. Give us anything. Um, I've got to play it. I I would love if in like two weeks to come back, I'm like, it's awesome. I was wrong. That'd be fucking dope. I would love that. That'd be my, my favorite scenario. But as of right now, I'm. Yeah, it looks fine. It looks generic. Um, and uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm fucking real wrong with this game. Uh, what's your thoughts? Trailer, hype level, super hyped, I'm sh- assuming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the trailer, like you said, it, it, it doesn't do a whole lot. Um, I think it just kind of reinforces for anyone who was uh, interested in the first place. Uh, I don't think it's going to grab too many new people, to be honest. Um, I mean, I didn't care before the trailer. I still kind of don't care. It's not really up my alley to begin with. So, um it's I'm hard, I'm gonna be a hard sell for this one. Uh, even if someone. What if I like, give you the buddy pass? I think you'd be better off giving it to someone who enjoys shooting stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, like, it, I when they announced it, it was a pass for me. I don't play Rainbow Six, so I mean, like, why would I play Rainbow Six with infected things? True. What if they made like a good Rainbow Six? Maybe. That'd be sick. They make good Dark Souls games. Remember, play those. remember Vegas and Vegas 2? Those are the last good Rainbow Six games. I did like Rainbow Six Vegas. Vegas 2 was sick, yeah. dude. That game was so fucking fun. How the hell did they not make a third one? People loved those games. I played those games for fucking years. I come, I would come back later to play them. They're so good. Yeah, well, you're asking why Ubisoft does anything. So. Yeah, they're real. They're real. I, we talk about time. They're real quick to do things, real quick to pull back from things. But lately, it seems like they're not really pulling back from things. They're just going like, let's fucking destroy our, our whole reputation. It's like, you know what, dude? Activision and Blizzard is so fucking hated right now that we could we could really fucking push a little bit. Say, and well, we'd still look better than them. Western AAA is just trying to push all their customers away right now. So, Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. It's fucking wild, dude. I... We've talked before, and I don't want to get on the topic because we could talk about it for probably an hour. There's going to be a fucking another indie boom. It's well, coming. Just going to play Eastern AAA games instead. Yeah, sure. It's. I mean, that's that's true. Um, and then you do have like that mid tier AAA companies that aren't like fully big budget AAA companies, but they make like really high quality products. But like. Uh, with this push for like NFTs and games, Ubisoft just jumping at the, at the chomping at the bit for that, um, and then all fucking AAA companies, all the major ones, uh, well the big three I guess, pissing people off. Like, th- there's gonna be like a push for like we want things that we're not getting, and indie will deliver on that. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like waiting for like another indie boom. Dude, some guy in his basement's about to get rich. Yeah, especially <laughs> when everybody has access to Unreal. Yeah, like in Unity, it's like, dude, you, AAA has the fucking budget and the resources to make any fucking game that indie's making, but they don't make anything as creative. Typically, you don't typically see something from AAA and go like, "Holy shit, oh, this is an idea I've never seen." You just go, "Wow, that's crazy! That game exists." How they make that? The big difference is you have people who don't answer anybody and people who answer to investors and investors aren't necessarily gamers. Oh, they're definitely not. They don't give a fuck, dude. There's like, how much money can I make from this? Um, and I don't even remember fuck we're talking about. Uh, 
this. No, not exciting. You'll probably play it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No. All right. Let us know in the comments. Uh, maybe you are excited for Rainbow Six uh, Extraction and want to give me a buddy pass uh, <laughs> thing to play with you. Uh, maybe there's something here you saw that you liked. Let me know in the comments what that is. What do you think of the trailer? Do you think it was a good one? Do you think I probably should have paid more attention to the lore? Probably not. Um, and uh, are you excited for this? Are you going to pick it up? Are you buying this? Are you going to wait for a buddy pass code from somebody? Are you playing on Game Pass? Everyone's going to wait for a buddy pass. Are you waiting for it to go free to play? What Are you going to get it on PlayStation Plus in less than a year? Um, and uh, what's your overall thoughts about everything that we've talked about? Do you got complaints about Ubisoft as well? Maybe you want to defend them. Be that guy. That'd be crazy. Maybe you're a crypto bro and hate the constant NFT hate. Yeah, maybe you love NFTs. The people who like NFTs are the ones that sell them, and I would love them too. I started thinking like I could sell NFTs. I can draw fucking designs and shit. I can make a monkey. I don't care if somebody owns something I drew. Like you can have it. I don't care. Pay me, that's fine. I can draw a fucking monkey easily. I could draw a dope ass monkey. Anyway, um, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. Okay, so we're a little late on this, but we gotta talk about it. Uh CES happened. And it was fucking, they were in and out, man. Like, by the time it was over, I was like, fucking what? Um, I don't think I've even seen SES, and we're not talking about it, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be bringing it up. But is the, the female traffic jam in the tunnel? AI, no, I did see that, though. The female AI robot that people. Oh, yeah, that was things. Cool. Creepy. I, I'm not creeped out by that. <laughs> it's only creepy in the sense that, that, it looks so good, but it's still so robotic. Yeah. And so there's something. Um, it's eerie in the sense that it's not it's not a person obviously but it's trying to mimic that so yeah, um, yeah that was interesting uh, the traffic jam that everybody made a big deal about is like fucking a five minute delay or something like that to get out of the tunnel um, but anyway uh, outside of all that uh, it, it happened there's a bunch of stuff announced um, a bunch of really cool fucking uh, Samsung phone designs that I'm very interested in as a person who has the um, Z Fold 3 Transformer and loving it love this phone it's my favorite phone ever except for the screens are so fucking fragile I've already scratched the front one um, and so outside of the war- buyer beware dude like seriously fucking I have this uh, I'm just gonna put this little uh, fucking uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put this out there I got the, the case that holds the pen or whatever and in my pocket the the front moves and so when things get in between it's scratched my screen already so think about it if you're going to get one but the inside screen's great the folding one no scratch on that yet anyway i'm going to talk about the thing we're going to talk about uh psvr 2 was announced um we had already known this was something they were working on there was a little confusion a while back we were talking about it you thought that they were just kind of moving psvr to ps5 i thought that they were making a psvr 2 we have a confirmation now um it is a thing and uh, they had a very brief presentation. This is the whole presentation. It's like four minutes long. So it's very quick. Uh, so we're going to watch that, give you our thoughts. We also have uh, an infographic that shows um, a comparison to all the mainline headsets right now, uh, where PSVR 2 is at. Before we watch this, um, what are your thoughts on PSVR 2? Do you have interest in it? Um, are you open to it? you have no interest in it you already got psvr so maybe you're like well, i don't need it um and anything you're hoping to see from it um i, I without actually seeing this yet I, I do know a little bit about it and mm-hmm. uh i definitely have some interest in it yeah um 
I am concerned about availability of said product. Every time they announce something like this, I'm like, am I going to get one? Yeah. Like, can you even, should um, you be announcing this? Is it responsible? Can you make it? But in current state of VR, and neither of us really have current VR, mm -hmm. um, the controllers have just gotten wild. Mm -hmm. They do so much like motion and like haptic feedback and touching and stuff like that, like feedback and stuff like that. Uh, not feedback, um, knowing when you're touching certain parts of it and stuff like that. Um, and I know that they're putting some of that effort. They're not going to go full blown, obviously, in this because they're going to try to make more massively consumer friendly price point. I am, though, uh, from what I've heard so far, impressed with what they're doing with this. Yeah, it's um, it's quite the upgrade. And also since the original iteration of PSVR, uh, VR in general has figured out that 120 hertz makes motion sickness a lot harder to get mm -hmm. um, and a certain type of screen type that they use inside because uh, they were using like brand new like I think OLEDs and stuff like that mm -hmm. in them and they actually found out I think that LEDs just like old school ones actually I believe PSVR 2 is OLED as well I might have it backwards then yeah. something something also helps with that motion sickness yeah anyways they've learned a lot of lessons and the PSVR excuse me um like all old VR has a ton of cords and most modern VR has single cord stuff now. So um, that's, yeah, that's fucking huge. Cause I have the, huge. I have the original vive yeah. and it's, it's still great. Um, I mean, I hooked up my PSVR recently and holy shit, there's so many cords. Yeah. Uh, and so the, yeah, the two, the two biggest hurdles for VR that I think one still not solved yet uh, is, um, the motion sickness, which luckily I don't, I don't deal with, but that is, if it makes anybody sick, they're not going to use it plain and simple. So how are you going to, how are you going to, uh, push, uh, the, the, I guess the state of VR, if people can't consume it, you got to fix that. And yeah. they've done a lot of things to fix that. Um, but then also the encumbrance of using VR, setting it up, putting it on, uh, weight uh, variants and stuff like that too. Yeah, uh, you can't even have it on that long. Like people keep thinking you're gonna live in VR, or whatever. They better make some breathable headsets because fucking yeah, that shit gets hot after a while. Yeah. Um, I like, and you're moving too. You're up and moving. So like you're up for moving for like two, three hours. You're sweating inside of your where your eyes are at. Your eyes are sweating, and you're just crying in there, and you're moving around stuff. Like eventually, you're like oh, I gotta take this fucker off. I need a break, yeah. Um. And so, yeah, they gotta they gotta get through that. They gotta make less cords or no cords. But then you gotta worry about battery power. How long can it last? Um, all sorts of shit. Can There's you a lot keep of, the frame rate up at that rate? A lot, point, yeah, because so. it's gotta have a signal that's going yeah. and uh, you know lighthouses and how you. I mean, eventually, the best thing they're gonna be able to do, like when VR will take off, is when it's also AR because AR is gonna be huge. People people don't really realize like the future of ar but when you can do both um in a in a in a like maybe in a glasses form something that's really minimal and this is very far off and you could do it just wire wirelessly connected to your phone that's that's when i think everybody will just adopt it and be like oh this is fun oh, for sure for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, that's very futuristic but like the big headset thing just like when 3d tvs are trying to get pushed nobody's gonna it's some enthusiasts are going to buy them but that's it because most people don't want to put things on yeah to experience things if you can do 3d without it like the fucking 3ds which is amazing that they did it's yeah. fucking crazy they did it and most people didn't play with it 
but they still bought the fucker. They didn't care about that gimmick. They bought it because it was a great product, but they also had access to that. Same thing with VR. Some people were like, I don't want to wear a fucking headset. And it's, it's a lot of, there's all these cords. I got to set shit out. up. You, you for sure are. Uh, <laughs> I know people who still haven't tried like, like true VR and they're like, ah, I don't care about VR. I'm like, you don't know. You haven't fucking tried yeah, it's it. It's, fucking, it's crazy, dude. Um, it's still crazy. And I've, I've done it plenty, but anyway, um, there's a lot of hurdles hurdles uh to to get through when it comes to vr um and now with like you know the metaverse shit uh that they're gonna push like crazy they're gonna push like crazy and when it comes to like facebook and meta i'm not interested at all um fuck facebook you're gonna see more and more vr get pushed and uh so a lot more companies are gonna try and make this a little more accessible and i think wrapping it back around PSVR was at one point, and still is probably probably one of the more accessible VRs out there. It's it's an interesting lower mid tier headset. It gives you the 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 VR experience at a price point that's completely fair and accessible for VR, um, and it's better than like one of those little like wireless fucking Oculus things that are just like ways to watch like movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I am pretty interested in psvr too um i think psvr was really cool although now i'm like did they have like a trade-up program because i don't want two playstation headsets yeah yeah it's rough for sure um yeah. plus it would probably be in their interest to offer something like that anyways because they could recycle electronics yeah stuff. please sony if you've ever watched my channel hopefully it's right <laughs> now and hopefully you're feeling like you know what i'm i'm up to do things people just tell me to do right now what i'm telling you to do is Offer a trade program. You do it with your cameras already. I keep bringing up their cameras. Uh, you do it with other things. Uh, and so fucking just let people like give you those. You can reuse that shit, which would be green and great for the environment, but also helpful to me and maybe lower, like fit, take 50 bucks, 100 bucks, something off the thing. That'd be nice. It'd be a lot, but anyway, that'd be nice. Uh, so we should watch this. Yeah. And then we can talk about it more. We're already talking about it. We haven't watched it. Uh, ready? Well, I'll say we both have done VR. So. Yeah, and we're yeah. both we're both into it. So yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, and go. Official PlayStation presentation. CES 2022. We're in 2022, guys. What the fuck? Innovation for us at PlayStation also means that we're going to lead the way with exploring new technology that unlocks new entertainment experiences. Uh. Okay. Virtual reality is central. That guy looks that like somebody's woke him up off the couch like five minutes ago and he's pissed. Like yeah, that, that's With next generation more. VR for PS5, <laughs> it's our vision. Looks confused to and dedicated. Entertainment experience I really have to go to place. work. <sighs> Today, I'm thrilled to announce the official names for our next gen VR system PlayStation VR 2. Really glad they didn't bail. And our next gen controllers oh, will be dude. called. PlayStation VR 2 Sense controllers. I think Sony's doing more for VR than most companies because they're a mainline a new brand. generation of VR games that enable players to feel a greater sense of presence and become more immersed within their game worlds once they put on the headset and wield the controllers. PlayStation VR 2 will bring together the power of technology with the creativity of developers. For gamers, that means experiences that can evoke a whole range of emotions. PlayStation VR 2 taps into the latest technology he thinks he does. to deliver a so truly speak for next all gen of you experience plebs. that brings the player closer to the gameplay experience. We've developed new sensory features 
enhanced controls and tracking, and upgraded visual fidelity. For example, with eye tracking, you'll be able to interact oh, yeah, more intuitively with your character. Which is it's a pretty advanced headset. Because like I watch like real time 3D mocap stuff and use VR for that. So players will feel and, uh, subtle the eye tracking is there. So they can wink and everything at you. That mm -hmm. the sensations really of their in-game actions. Visually, PlayStation VR 2 will offer a best-in-class experience with 4K HDR, foveated rendering, and 110-degree field of view. Good old All foveated of this rendering. is on top of the new PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controllers, which enable players to feel and interact with games I'm glad we're getting new controllers way. and not the PS3 move. We're also yeah. excited to announce that one of the biggest exclusive franchises on PlayStation will be coming to PlayStation VR 2. I forgot I heard about this. Horizon Call of the Mountain from Guerrilla Games and Fire Sprite Games. This is an original game built for PlayStation VR 2 that will take players deeper into the world of Horizon. Let's take an early look at Horizon Call of the Mountain. Hi, everyone. I'm Jan Bart van Beek. I'm one of the studio directors at Guerrilla. Everyone at our studio is working to put the last finishing touches on Horizon Forbidden West as we get ready for launch. We're all very excited and can't wait to get the game into your hands on the 18th of February. It's only a few more weeks. His now, facial hair looks like Wookiee hair. I was gonna say, it looks like it's great to know that this is normal not the final frontier. Yeah, it looks like a head of hair, yeah. <laughs> like on his fucking face. He definitely brushes it. I brush my shit, dude, fucking, it's not straight like that. We are very proud to announce. Oils so today, and blah, blah, blah. we like to tell you that we're creating a unique new horizon. Yeah, the, the front, the kinky beard, bro. I got kinky beard, bro. Fucking, I got. Uh, the, I don't got the front of my head hair moving down my face to my chin. That's what looks like happened here. It's impressive for sure. It's alive. Allowing you to interact and feel immersed in the world of Horizon in a whole new way. Quit advertising your show. Please enjoy this glimpse into our new adventure. I feel like this guy's gonna watch this Welcome and hit me up. And he's like, hey, Horizon, I heard you said about my facial hair. Wanna do an interview? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I will definitely talk to you. <laughs> then he's gonna be like, what's up with this gamer rage? I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> At all. Yeah, I just speak very... I just talk like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm passionate, dude. That's what they say. That's what everybody says. I'm passionate. This will this will be fucking. That was very brief. The the thing that drives me nuts about that is VR doesn't translate to to screen ever at all. Like it doesn't. What you see is not it's not indicative of anything outside of that that visually is what you're gonna see like thematically. Yeah. Um and that they have this little blip of a of a, the robot walking over them and they're like, Whoa shit, and that's it. It's like that doesn't really fucking that's just kind of confirmed to me that yeah, Gorilla is working on a VR game, it's cool. Yeah. But I'm hoping uh they it gets like the Half Life Alex treatment. I doubt it will, but um of being like a triple A feeling experience in VR. Cause we need more of those. There's a completely different kind of passion there, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I just remember playing Half-Life Alex, and if it was just like a normal FPS, it would still be an interesting experience to have for sure. But it wouldn't be like anything modern feeling, but like for VR, it's a huge fucking step. Yeah. Um, also Boneworks, everybody keeps saying they, they hope they can throw it on 
PSVR 2 because that's still like one of the most popular of the VR games. Um, all right, so we'll talk about the presentation, but I kind of want to bring up this infographic real quick so okay. we can get an idea of the comparisons before we talk about this in depth. Uh, in front of you, this is via IGN. For anybody listening, I'll read off what's going on here. Uh, we have a chart of uh, four headset headsets. We have PSVR 2, PSVR, the original, Oculus Quest 2, which is a popular headset, and then the Valve Index, which I think at this point is still like the best of the high-end VR headsets. Um I believe at this time. I would assume so as well. Yeah. Uh, and so we got the comparison. The first one is pixels per eye. Uh, the PSVR 2 is 2000 by 2040 per eye. The, okay, yeah. the PSVR was 960 by 1080. Uh, the Oculus Quest 2 is uh, 1832 by 1920. And then uh, uh, Valve Index is 1600 by 1440. Um, so it is, it is the highest resolution. It's the highest resolution. Yeah. This is, this is like a, and this can be like consumer level. I guarantee this thing won't be super exciting. I mean, four or 500 bucks. Probably they're going to charge for this thing. Well, I, yeah, cause I, they're charging you four or 500 for the PlayStation five as yeah, well. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, I can't see them going above <laughs> that at all. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the PSVR two is high highest, which is kind of fucking crazy to think about. Uh, then we got display, uh, PSVR two is, uh, OLED, uh, PSVR was also OLED, which is interesting. And then the Oculus and the valve index are both LCD. Um, I think I was correct then because I think Valve picked LCD because it reduces motion sickness. That would make sense only because like I was like, why would the index not have OLED unless there's something up with OLED? It seems like Sony's making that decision. Although OLED is nicer OLED's to look be at, way crispy. Yeah, really. for sure. Yeah. But uh, I was like, why would they actively choose LCD? Um, so there's got to be a reason. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, so yeah, with Sony getting OLED, everybody else seems to have LCD. Uh, screen refresh rate uh, with the PSVR two is up to 120 hertz. It's like the minimum. <laughs> and that seems to be the same with everybody. Everybody's got 120 hertz except for the Valve Index, which is at uh, 144 hertz, so a little bit higher. Uh, Then with the tracking, we have the PSVR 2 having inside-out tracking, uh, times four built-in cameras, and then PSVR was PS camera LEDs and accelerometer and gyroscopes, so a more complicated uh, grouping of different peripherals um, and the PSVR 2 is just going to have some cameras built in, I guess. Uh, the Oculus Quest 2 also has the same system as PSVR 2 with inside-out tracking uh, for built-in cameras. And then Valve Index does the Steam VR base stations 2.0 X2 or times 2 which is essentially lighthouses similar to the Vive. Um, so I am curious about how accurate this four times built-in camera tracking is. Well, Because um, I'm sure it'll work great, but I don't know if it's going to be as accurate as having the tracking of the headset accelerometers and lighthouses watching. For sure. And the one thing I was going to bring up, too, is I have heard, and I haven't used an Oculus Quest 2, but I have heard the Oculus Quest 2 is a good piece of hardware. So um, I just don't like the attachments that come with Oculus. So. Yeah. yeah, um, for sure. So I imagine if it, if they're using that that tech, it, it's going to be comparable. Well, I I just view Oculus as uh, the commercial consumer level headsets oh, yeah. that are meant for uh, Facebook, Walmart, uh, IKEA, and other people to get uh, 
your grandma to shop at home. Essentially, that's why I see Oculus as. Um, so I know you can game on them, but I don't view them as that. So um, they are a uh, Trojan horse. Um, yeah. So let's see. Then uh, with uh, eye tracking, they all don't have it except for PSVR 2, which is very interesting. That is interesting. The Valve Index doesn't have it. Oculus doesn't have it. PSVR definitely didn't have it. But PSVR 2 is going to have it. So, so far, the PSVR 2, unless the tracking on it sucks, seems to be pretty good. Um, then we got Field of View, Approximate, which is uh, 110 degrees on the PSVR 2, 10 degrees more uh, than the PSVR, which was 100 degrees. And then uh, Oculus Quest 2 is 90 degrees, and the Valve Index is 130 degrees. So, it's giving you a lot more uh, Field of View there um, than the other ones. Uh, let's see, which, which is interesting because the PSVR compared to my Vive does feel a little more like I'm viewing through, uh, like not quite binoculars, but the, the field of view is not as peripheral as the Vive is. The Vive feels much more immersive in that sense. So, um, doesn't surprise me that the valve index is got a bigger field of view. Uh, let's see. Audio headphone jack is on the PSVR 1 and 2. And then on the Oculus Quest 2, we got built-in speakers and headphone jack. It's interesting. It's got built-in speakers. I know there's an attachment for the Vive later. I'm sure it's attached now. But there's an attachment you can get for the Vive for yeah, that. Yeah. And then built-in adjustable speakers, off-ear speakers for valve index. So giving you a lot of options with the index. Uh, so yeah, you're going to have a headphone jack with the PSVR 2 which is uh, seems seems standard. Uh, corded question mark PSVR2 is corded. PSVR is corded. Very corded. <laughs> the valve index is corded. Yeah, but the PSVR is less corded. Like it, like at least it keeps them all together like yeah, yeah, the yeah. fucking Vive, at least the one I have. It's it's a fucking mess. And then uh, Oculus Quest 2 is optional cuz it's trying to get your grandma to shop at IKEA at home. Um Additional hardware required, question mark. Uh, yes, for the PSVR 2, it says PS5. Um, and then yes, for the PSVR, PS4, and PS5 with adapter and a PS camera. It's interesting they're not talking about camera at all with PSVR 2 because it's going to be using the tracking. It's on tracking. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't need a camera at all. It'd be fucking great. Um, yeah. And then with Oculus Quest 2, optional gaming PC. So you can use it with or without. And then uh, Valve Index, yes, gaming PC. <laughs> of course you need a gaming PC for that. And then last, and I think this is cut off on the screen, so anybody watching visually, you're in the same boat as people listening. Uh, it says controllers. Uh, the PSVR 2 is Sense controllers. You get two of those. Um, and then with the PSVR, it's DualShock 4 and PS Move. Uh, two of them, and then Oculus Quest 2, Oculus Touch, two of them, and then Valve Index is uh, Valve Index controllers times two. So um, what do we think of the presentation? What do you think about what they said about, very vaguely, about it, uh, claiming that it is, um, I mean, they said it was pretty much like fucking... Um, like not not even just an upgrade, but also like comparable to like VR headsets now, and then which, uh, we're, seeing. which we're seeing. And does does it is there merit to that claim? Do you think? And what do you think about the comparison? I think there's a hundred percent merit to the claim with what they're showing and the fact that they're using the same sort of tracking that the the big you know one of the big companies is using. 
um, I think shows a lot because um, as much as I like PSVR, um, its tracking is really bizarre compared to v- most VR because it does uh, uses old tech to do it. I'm both impressed with what it's capable of doing, yeah. but also compared to other VR, it's not that great. But yeah. it's amazing that they're able to get that much immersion out of old tech. Oh yeah, so yeah, you like if in case you don't know, like it uses the old PlayStation camera with the old PlayStation Three Move um, controllers, um, and that's mostly just so it can track the light bulbs at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the headset has a bunch of lights on it for the camera to track. And if you move too far, the screen will cut off and be like, "You, the camera can't see you." Yeah. So it's very limited. Um, it's a cool experience still. Don't get me wrong. But, but within the confines of of that old tech viewing you, yeah, um, it's it's pretty reactive. It's pretty good. It, it's it's pretty decent. I have recently used it to do some No Man's Sky in VR. Um, mm. It's a little wonky because that game was designed with the idea of having hand controllers and PlayStation 4 controller does not compare to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was still fun. Um, that being said, PSVR 2 VR2 is legitimately just a VR headset setup, the same as the other two. Yeah, um, it seems legit options that are on the table that you should be looking at. And the eye tracking being only in that is a kind of a big deal. It so, is. They're offering something that the high-end one isn't. Yeah. Well, and especially because Sony's dabbled before with things like um, PlayStation was at home or whatever, where you could hang out with people. Yeah. If you have eye tracking, that makes those kind of experiences way more fun. Well, some of the biggest attractions of VR has been like uh, social stuff, yeah. like hanging out and throwing darts or hitting each other with random things or playing pool or like all these weird things. And so like when you're playing with other people, typically their avatar is just kind of like floating around their arms are moving, but like they don't have legs or blinking animations or something. Yeah. And they're they're The people look kind of robotic or whatever, but yeah, if they can actually track like where you're looking, you kind of identify more emotion out of people. If they're looking at you, looking at somebody else, uh, blinking, you know, keeping their eyes closed, all that kind of stuff. It gives, it gives information. Um, it's dope. I like, honestly, I think it's pretty exciting. So yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this, this is like a huge, huge upgrade from the PSVR, but I'm mostly surprised on how modern and comparable it is to headsets. And all this tells me is not necessarily that, um, that like, they're making a huge move to catch up. It, it kind of tells me that either they have, cause I know this thing's not going to be a thousand bucks. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, they've either made proprietary stuff to make this more affordable for them to make, which makes sense. Cause Sony's a technology company, but, uh, or more so what I th- assume is happening is to make VR headsets has become a lot more accessible and cheaper. Yeah. Um, to the point where you can offer stuff like this, at a more affordable price because when i bought my vr and to buy like the index you're investing in new technology or you were at least and now it seems oculus has kind of standardized that your grandma could buy it yeah for ikea um buying mcdonald's all that shit um and so psvr 2 coming from a company like sony is showing off that you can get a high-end premium headset most likely i don't know but i assume at a affordable price for vr Mm. i think this really just shows that the tech for it is finally 
getting to a point where um, it's not this new and crazy technology that's going to cost you a huge premium now. Yeah. And um, they're really showing it off with these stats. I mean, really the only downside, the only downside I can see here, viewing, you know, obviously a graph, um, your ecosystem is PlayStation. That's yeah, the you're, on, you're on PS5. <laughs> Somebody actually brought up uh, the day that this uh, presentation happened. They said it would be amazing, and I agree, and be fucking huge if this worked on PC as well. You can technically make the original work on PC. Well, I'm sure you can. Yeah. I'm sure there's workarounds. But if, if Sony was just like, hey, you can play this on PS5, and if your computer can handle it, you can play our PlayStation-exclusive games on PC as well. Yeah. They'd sell a shit ton at that point. Oh, yeah, dude. So, fucking, especially if they're cheap. Cheaper than, like, a fucking index. Yeah. Like, I would... I, I'm i going to buy one anyway. I'm just going to fucking say it. But um, I am very interested in this. But... Uh, yeah, I find it hard to believe I, I that I would pass it on it myself, so... It just seems like... A, I, I'm into VR already, and this seems like not just like, oh, that's pretty cool for PlayStation. It seems like a pretty cool fucking VR headset. Yeah. Um... And it's going to have the exclusives and backing of Sony and their companies. Yeah. So you're going to have experiences on this VR headset you're not going to have on the other VR headsets. Yeah, you just don't have Steam. Exactly. Unless it worked on PC, which would be amazing. Yeah. That would be fucking, that would be like, they'd sell so much more of Big these. move, Sony, do it. It'd be huge, yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope they do do that because that would be, that'd be gigantic. That'd be fucking, everybody needs to buy this fucker. But... Um, we don't know if that's true. It's probably not. There's no reason to believe it. No one's said anything to make that speculation accurate. But um, I did see someone bring that up, and I'm like, that would be a fucking huge move. Um, but anyway, to kind of maybe wrap this up a bit, uh, I think the presentation was short and sweet. It's interesting they revealed it at CES, and they didn't do like a state of play. Mm. Um, I think that would have been a lot more fun, but it doesn't seem like they have a lot of things to show you. I mean, CES is a press event, so I mean like yeah. – and it got out. Everybody heard about yeah. it. Um, and it is tech. And again, they didn't have a lot of games to show. They showed the tech and they, they barely showed show it. Show the headset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't even know what the fuck it looks like. I assume it's going to look really cool, though, because um, even though the PSVR headset is like, I don't know, cheaper feeling than like other headsets, it's it looks very PlayStation. Oh, it yeah. almost looks like Astrobot kind of. Um, it's got like a really sci-fi look to it, which is pretty cool. So I assume PSVR 2's headset is going to be really cool as well. But the pres- presentation, short and sweet, reveals it uh, kind of uh, that it exists. And they say, hey, it's going to be pretty fucking cool. And then we're looking at the stats. I'm like, yeah, it does look pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so they've definitely uh, piqued my interest. I would say more than just like, oh, PSVR 2's coming out. Are you going to pick that up? And I'm like, yeah, probably. I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get that for sure. Like, that sounds fucking really good. And again, speculating, I assume this thing, if I could, if I want, if I was guessing, I think it's going to be between four to $500. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, when PSVR came out, it's 400 bucks. It'd be amazing if that comes out of 400 bucks. I don't know how the fuck they do it, but if they do it, you're going to sell a bunch of these 500 bucks feels right. I don't think they can go above 500 bucks though. Maybe 550, the highest, but they're not going to go 600 bucks. Sony's never going to touch $600 again. Nobody will touch $600 again because Sony, like (laughs) they learned the lesson for everybody. Yeah. You can't sell a console for 600 bucks. I mean, I would love to see 400. Um, That'd be amazing. Yeah. Look at these fucking stats coming with the controllers, which, uh, the first iteration did not. Maybe that's how they get you. 
but you're not buying a camera either. Yeah. Maybe you buy the headset for 400 bucks, 500 bucks, and then they sell the controllers. Those would have to be like 180 to 100 dollars for the pair at the least. Probably. I don't think that'd be a six dollar thing unless they're cheap feeling like. I cheap feel plastic. like they're gonna bundle the whole thing together. There's no way they don't because you can't use the controller. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I would say with uh, PSVR, you had the option. You just use yeah, your controller no you already invested here. in, which is smart. Then you can use the old fucking PS Move controllers, which worked fine-ish. But I have them, but... By by making sure you get the controllers, and obviously mm-hmm. this is speculation. They didn't say they're doing this. Yeah. Um, this and, is all speculation. And getting rid of the camera, you've just gotten room-scale VR as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, if this can do full-on room-scale VR, which it should be able to. Oh, yeah. Um, That's huge. Yeah. Uh, and if they can do it in a way that has minimal setup, minimal cords, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, uh, this is going to be a very uh, comparable to like Oculus level uh, headset. Yeah. Um, and fucking with how much not just PlayStation Five but Xbox has sold, I mean they're outselling all their all their older consoles yeah. but the demand demand for these consoles right now is fucking huge. It's I think insane. a lot of it is because of the drought people always want things they can't fucking have, but well, also they're great consoles. It's obviously not lately, but like everyone was stuck in the house for such a long time. Too, sure. So yeah, and shit's <laughs> fucked up and you just want to enjoy your life. So you buy things that yeah. are fun. I get it. Um, but with that, uh, it just invites more people to go like, Hey, you can experience PlayStation five in this way now. And it's, you don't have to go like, well, it's only PSVR. Be like, no, PSVR two is pretty fucking cool. Um, so I, it's a, it's a smart move that they, they, they have a, a big pool of people that can sell these to. So um, I don't remember what the point I was making. I'm just excited for this thing. Yeah. I'm with you. It's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I was not expecting it to be comparable to PC version headsets. So yeah, me neither. I was just like, look at these numbers. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How? How are you doing that? Yeah, it's it's neat. Um, Unless that thing comes out like a thousand bucks, I'm like, you're not selling that. And then, like you said, or like you quoted someone else saying, if they put this on PC, man, as well, game over, dude. It's like my uh, it's like my fucking PlayStation Four racing wheel works on PC. Just yeah. it works on everything except for Xbox. Um, well, especially if it's just. Because, like, how many USBs does the PlayStation 5 have, right? So, like, yeah. if it's just a one USB setup, why wouldn't it work on PC? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that'd be so fucking cool, though. That would be fucking dope as shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty much out of things to say. I'm I'm excited for it. I definitely want to see what the design is. I would like to see the price point. I still feel like 400 bucks. Do you agree with me on that, or do you think different? I could see 500. I I don't want to pay 500, but um, I think that's probably fair if it's coming with controllers. Yeah. I do think it's a little risky going higher than that. Obviously, index is a thousand. Yeah. Uh, but that's for everything. That's the lighthouses, the headset, and the controllers. So. Yeah, the biggest price point of that is the headset. But you are you are buying a like when I bought my Vive, it's like a fucking giant box full of shit. Yeah. One that's There's, also the speakers and everything, like everything. It's, yeah, it's exactly. A lot, so, and so like, yeah, if you're selling like a headset with some controllers and like, like it's just one USB to plug in, which would be amazing and no other peripherals, you can cut the cost on just the materials alone. And it's not using advanced, uh, tracking. It's, it's using 
uh, four cameras and probably a pretty smart um, like algorithm of of telling where you're at. And that's all fucking digital shit. So it's, uh, you know, technology. It's like I'm bringing up cameras a lot. Sorry. Fucking it's like, uh, you know, a a real professional camera is so much better than your fucking phone. But it's amazing what your phone can do. One takes pictures like the 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 digital um, algorithms that can clean up your picture when you hit the fucking button to make them look decent is uh, is cheaper to sell to you and throw together than fucking selling you a big ass fucking camera with glass with. Yeah, with all the shit. And so the same (laughs) thing with this, like if you can get if you can get the headset to mimic using all these peripherals to track all that shit in a pretty close fashion, doesn't have to be the best, but if it's pretty close, uh, you can cut a lot of the price. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to say on that? I feel like we just sit here and talking keep, circles yeah, at this point. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I'll throw it to you guys watching and listening. Uh, let us know what do you guys think about PSVR two. First off, what do you think about VR? Are you somebody who's into it? Not into it? Are you not really initiated into it? Um, are you? in the market for a new headset is something you're interested in. Uh, if you do have a headset, which one do you use or which one do you prefer or like or whatever? And are you interested in PSVR two? What do you think the price point's going to be? What would you speculate? What do you think's coming in the whole package? We assume obviously it's the controller and, and the headset. Um, and uh, what do you expect from it? What do you want from it? Um, do you think it's a good move? Uh, would you like to see it also work on PC? Um, and uh, I don't know why you would say no. And um, no, keep it on fucking PlayStation. <laughs> and uh, we think about that eye tracking only on that. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's really fucking cool. It's really cool. Um, and yeah, let us know your thoughts in general when it comes to VR and PSVR too. Hopefully it's affordable. All right. We're closing out with reading your comments. If you want your comment read for sure, make sure to type in hashtag STLG. Otherwise I read at random. We're going to reflect on prior episodes and, uh, reply to your comments. So, um, we're going a little further back because the holidays happened. So everything was kind of out of whack or whatever. And we're just going to kind of read some of the stuff you guys said. If I didn't read your comment, hashtag STLG. Um, cause I did skip a couple episodes to kind of shorten this. I have four episodes queued up here to, to read. So, uh, our first comment is on our review of guilty gear strive where we reviewed guilty gear strive. So if you're curious about our thoughts on that game, it's there. That was for game of the month for December, 2021. That's come and gone. Uh, Neko says, what up friends? What's up? Uh, I'm interested in Guilty Gear Strive. Maybe this will push me over the top to get it. But I am extremely excited for 2022. So many different RPGs set to come out. It's going to be hard uh, fitting them all in. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, I mean, the RPGs alone, but everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm worried about the next two months, let alone the rest of the year. Uh, luckily, I'm getting the break with uh, Stalker 2, and I can just wait till the end of the year and uh, play it then. But um, there's a lot of things coming out, so I agree with you 100%. Uh, also, um, if you are into fighting games and you like um, Street Fighter-style 2D perspective ones, I don't think you can really do better than Guilty Gear, No, it's in awesome. my opinion. I also read today, because I was trying to figure out the cross-play situation with this game, um, they've sold over half a million copies of this game, which is huge for a fighting game. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, because like fighting games and the genre, it's not like 
It's pretty niche. But it doesn't seem niche. Yeah. But when you think about the numbers, it is niche compared to games that sell like three, six million or the crazy, you know, 10 plus million. We don't talk COD numbers. Yeah. 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 I always try and like remind people that because they'll go like, they'll start talking about numbers. I'm like, dude, people don't sell like Grand Theft Auto 5 COD numbers. It doesn't happen. These are anomalies. Like. Six million is like really fucking good. Yeah. One million for most people is really good. Everyone talked about Animal Crossing breaking like 25 million. Like that's insane yeah. numbers. Yeah. Nintendo sells COD numbers uh, with some of their games though. Not Animal Crossing. Good yeah. lord. Well, that game kind of saved a lot of people during a rough time. So um, people needed that game during that time for sure. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. I mean, you watched that episode. So hopefully we could help you with our insight maybe on that. Um, but if you're into fighting games, definitely check it out. Yeah. And if you're a little hesitant, I wait for it to go on sale. It is still full price right now. And the character addition is like an additional 40 bucks. That's a pretty big investment. Mm -hmm. So, but it's good. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, It's really good. Um, and yeah, dude, you better you better get your shit straight, dude, because fucking get everything in order, because a lot of games are coming, and you're gonna need time to play them. True. Um, anything else? No. All right. Thank you for the comment, Maneki Neko, and adding me on Twitter. And uh, I'll see you there. And uh, yeah, thanks for the see comment. You in the trenches. I'll see you in the trenches, dude. I'll see you in the fucking war zone. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on to the next video. We did our game of the year picks for 2021, where we picked our favorite game of 2021, our decided best game. You can't argue against it because it's our opinions. Let us know yours. Um, and our runner-ups. So make sure to go check that out. This is a long sit, but it's a really, really fun episode. And quick reminder, we're going to be doing best month of PlayStation Plus in 2021 uh, very soon, where we will have probably the same panel, pretty similar panel, uh, doing a full-on conversation about what we thought the best month of uh, PlayStation Plus was in 2021. So look forward to that. But check out this episode. It's, it was a really good one. I'm really, I was very happy with how this conversation went. And uh, we got a comment from Jeremy saying, awesome video, guys. Nicely done. All of you. It was fun to watch. Thank you very much. It was very fun to film with everybody. I always enjoy getting everyone together uh, for these conversations. Uh, 2021 was a strange gaming year for me. The first half of the year, I only played old game. And the second half, I discover Final Fantasy XIV. Been practically playing only this wonderful game since then the only content i played that came out in 2021 was final fantasy 7 remake integrate uh Ufi dlc so that's my number one game of the year what do you think about that i think it's cr- i have opinions on final fantasy 14 with him because uh and play the game however you want <laughs> but i've never met someone who had so many max level characters and was still in the first expansion How's that happen? Because he won't do the story. He just keeps doing side content. What? <laughs> what the fuck? He's that's, a madman. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How you do that? Let's not like a comment on this video. We'll continue this this investigation <laughs> in the next episode. Um, uh, yeah, same as you. With multiple levels. Is he entities. still there? He might be in Stormblood. How? <laughs> How is that a fucking thing, dude? Insanity. I feel like that's crazy. That's yeah. really crazy. I mean, you're enjoying yourself. Have fun, man. Like, I mean, yeah. he's enjoying the. He's only playing that wonderful game. 
So he's really enjoying it. Let him enjoy it the way he wants. Yep, 100%. He, he pays monthly like the rest of you. Yep, yep, 100%. Um, as for your pick for game of the year, under the circumstances you've said of that you didn't play much games in 2021, which like as a person who did play like a lot of things in 2021, yeah. I feel like I didn't play much either in 2021, those from 2021. Uh, it's an interesting pick. It's not something I really thought about uh, because I completely forgot that that DLC came out in 2021. For some reason, I thought it came out in 2020. Uh 2020 yeah i was thinking about all the years now i'm like fuck what what year is it um and it makes sense i know you love that game i still gotta finish it um i just need to play that version um but it's a good pick it's a good pick and uh nobody on our panel brought it up so i guess I didn't play everybody it. kind of oh yeah. that makes sense um and yeah i'm glad you're enjoying Final Fantasy 14 maybe i'll see you in there soon ish maybe any thoughts on the yuffie dlc great i mean any play at some point game of the year without um shooting myself in foot too much final fantasy 7 remake is really good but um i i like the original better <laughs> so next yeah 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 um and, and from what i've played so far i think it's really awesome the way they they did it and i really want the next one but of course if you played the original that's where the heart's at for sure, but they've done a great job with the remake. It, it it's is fantastic, fantastic from what I've game. played. Yeah. So, like, it's better than what we would have expected. It's better than what I expect from most companies 100%. making remakes of their yeah, games. 100%. 100%. So, they went all out with it. And it's fucking yeah. fantastic. So, um, yeah, I need to play it still. Yeah. So. And yeah, uh, unless you have anything else to say. Thank you for the comment, Jeremy. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed that episode, and uh, we appreciate your support. And uh, I'm glad you're really enjoying Final Fantasy XIV. You're a fucking madman, <laughs> getting all those max level characters and not even finishing the story. What the hell's going on? Did you not, you don't like the story? What's going on? And thank you for the comment. Moving on, we got. Uh, I recently did two episodes, uh, little little bite sized episodes. I used to do them more often, and. Well, to be honest with you, uh, by the middle to the end of 2021, my life was uh, doing some things and the world's kind of crazy and I just kind of lost motivation, but I'm back. I'm trying to do some more uh, news type episodes. So I did that. I talked about uh, Dying Light 2 uh, and the 500 hour completion uh, time that was controversial on Twitter, gave my thoughts on that, and I also covered Armor Core 6 leaks, and uh, yeah, so in the Dying Light 2 episode, we got comments from Chevy, maybe you can elaborate a bit here, um, and check out that episode, I talk about my thoughts on that, but uh, kind of continuing, because Chevy wasn't in that episode, uh, he adds, uh, TLG Shevmo says, uh, 20 hours to beat... 80 if you want more, and 500 if you're obsessed. Honestly, as long as the quality is there, this seems like a good scale to me. Can you get your money's worth? Uh, obviously subjective, but unless the game is bad, uh, the only people who might suffer are achievement hunters if that 500 is needed for that. What I realistically read here is the game is 20 to 80 hours long. Mm. I mean, I pretty much agree, and I go into detail on this, and I kind of talk about the overall conversation that I invite other people to join if you want on uh, what do we expect from a game when it comes to time or whatever, but I got the same thing out of it. When you get the when you get the info, they're just telling you this game is a 20 to 80 hour game, and it, you there's over 500 hours of content in it, Yeah, and people took that as like, it's going to take me 500 hours to beat this game, and it's like, no, they, they communicated that bad. 
um, for yeah. sure. But uh, but once you get the info, there's there's no story anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that's pretty. I mean, eighty hours is pretty intense. Yeah, but a, twenty hour a campaign, that's this happens. That's standard. I'd yeah, say. it's like whatever. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by your your comment. Um, because that's pretty much what I got out of as well. Is there anything you want to elaborate more on that, or does it pretty much I, I speak mean, for just itself? I'm going to put the emphasis also on the the money part of it, right? Like I understand, like everyone plays games for different reasons, um, and so just expressing from my point of view, I don't beat every single game I play. In fact, that'd be fucking madness. I feel. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just want to make sure I got my money's worth out of it. Uh, the same as if, like, you know, I go to a, a restaurant. I can go to McDonald's and get my money's worth out of that as well as go down to a you know sit down place that's maybe a little on the higher end side and get a different kind of my money's worth out of that. So like if you're buying a video game and it's a 20 hour campaign, you don't do the additional 480 hours, but you loved that 20 hours, one of the best experiences of your life, it's worth your money. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got more out of that than taking two people to the movie theater for two hours. So, or throwing on your grandma's Oculus and ordering McDonald's. Yeah. yeah Anyways, via Uber I, Eats. I, and obviously, I, like I said in the beginning, everyone's different. I just like for me, I you know, time, money, and entertainment are all kind of this very complex gray thing, and you can't just look at something and immediately respond emotionally to that. Yeah, hundred so, um, percent. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. So. Oh, dude, I I think it's gonna be dope. I'm so excited. Thank you for the comment, Chevy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for adding your insights. Um, and then we got Tom B, my dude, Tom B, saying, especially when the general open world formula has less tension than a more linear structure. The last of us two was horribly paced and was horrible paced. I, I think it meant horribly paced and felt extra long as fuck because of that awful mid game restart. But a 20 hour story seems fine for an open world in my opinion and that's something i do touch on the the episode and i agree with you um it does it is the context of what kind of game you're playing matters too on playtime like an open world game you do assume is going to be a longer experience because there's a lot of roaming involved a lot of exploration whereas like a linear game is going to be a lot more fine-tuned and directed um you're moving in in confined areas that are designed to give you a specific experience sometimes with a little bit of you know openness to kind of like give you that illusion yeah. but an open world game wants you to explore wants you to go all over the place and you know that will vary but typically you're gonna spend a lot more time in those um and then also uh when it comes to the last was two i did respond to you uh but i'll say it here as well um as much as i did like the last was two and I'm not going to go into that conversation that much because everybody's got their opinions on that. Uh, there is a point in that game where the game did feel long. The beginning and the end, great. But like in the middle, I did feel kind of like I was enamored by the graphics. Everything about him, like this game's fucking very well made. It's so impressive. But I was like, holy shit, I'm spending a lot of time here. Like, like the pacing did feel off for sure. So, um, and that's that's an example of like. Did that campaign need to be fucking 25 hours long? Probably not. I don't regret it, but you could have tightened it up a bit. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely um, um, something I took into consideration. I thought there was one other comment on it. There is. Okay. Uh, YouTube being YouTube. Yeah. I was like, I swear somebody else commented on this. Um, but yeah, really, really good point. And I, I pretty much agree with you on it. Um, 
especially when you're talking about the uh, the open world formula, where you're bringing that up and then talking about uh, a more linear structure being more tense or whatever, it def- definitely changes that up. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think Grand Theft Auto Five, right? How long is the story in that game? It's pretty fucking long. Sure. And then on top of that, honestly, I think Grand Theft Auto Five and fucking Red Dead Redemption Two are huge offenders of overly long and inflated um, campaigns. And my point being now that people spend the sixty, or in this case, we'll say seventy, because that you know the standard is somewhere in there at this moment, um, and play that long ass story, and then most people don't stop playing there. Yeah. They keep fucking around for hundreds of hours usually. So yeah. And Dying Light's essentially telling you that you're going to be able to do that in their game too. Yeah, assuming, obviously, they have the same kind of densely packed content that a Grand Theft Auto or a Red Dead has. But mm-hmm. still, again, that that the, the context of all this stuff always matters. So like, if they yeah. come out and it's an empty world and it's 500 hours of like, hey, go grab my fucking shoes over and over again. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, that sucks. Or like a really, really fucking good intro. Like, like, oh shit, dude, this is really good. And then 15 hours of a dude going, I had a plan. Right. I, I got a plan. I had a plan. Do you believe in my plan? And then a great ending. As long as Dying Light 2 is not that, I'll be happy. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. For sure. Great story. Fucking super filled with fucking... Dutch's plans not being very good. Dutch, your plan ain't very good. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. All right. We got one other comment mm. I wanted to kind of throw in here because we're getting the conversation going. Um, it's from Riders Block. Uh, he says, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you know me being the doomsayer. I'd say if you put that much content into the game, there's a chance it'll be so stuffed with playtime bloater that the good shit gets lost among the filler quests and uh, collectathon. But uh, you know, maybe not this time. The game marketing kind of reminds me of Cyberpunk's, though. Not sure where to put that. I, fair point. Uh, kind of like what I just said with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a fantastic game. It's fucking full of filler, though. Very well-made filler, but it's it's full of it. And this is 100%. The longer a game does get, you do have a better chance. You can run into it in a shorter game, too, but you have a very good chance of running into it in a, in a bigger game. If you play an Ubisoft game, an open-world Ubisoft game, there's a very good chance you're going to run into fucking filler bullshit and collect-a-thons. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Some people want that, though. Um. But this isn't giving you the memories and the legacy of games where you go like that game was fucking amazing. You know, no one's talking about like, dude, there's so much shit to do in that game. I was just the only time that was ever I kind of talked about in the episode, but like um, people used to celebrate like length of games oh, yeah, and yeah. in certain ways they still do. But like I was trying to think of an example when I was I was listening to that episode, just to make sure all everything was good in it. And I was like, Elder Scrolls. People fucking love that you can just live in those worlds. And just play them. Still play those games. Yes. Um, Marwind, fucking uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, these games. Like, like no one talks about those feeling like they got filler. Nothing. If you can give them credit for, I could give Elder Scrolls a lot of credit for a lot of things. But um, even like Skyrim stuff like that. Like these are games that you can just kind of fucking live in, similar to like an MMO, but they're not. Um, But then you have other games. They're very lonely MMO. Very, very lonely. Skyrim felt very lonely. Um, <laughs> they all kind of feel, yeah, they're all very lonely. But, uh, but yeah, 
you you there is such thing as too much content in a game. I learned this. I always kind of thought that was, that might be a thing, but we finally got to the age where we got it confirmed with Ubisoft games. And they went like, we're going to put so much fucking content in this game that you'll never have to leave it. What kind of content? Well, we got an algorithm that kind of creates fucking mission types and you get like this much gold here and that much gold there. Nothing really great. And the stories aren't that good. This guy's like, oh, go fight this war for me. Okay, I'll go do that. Thanks. And they give you some gold. You're like, I could do this forever? Sick. And that's it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. That's almost the same as if you had a big open world that was empty. Now you're keeping me busy with menial tasks. It's fucking, it's lame. So I do agree. The The bigger, more content you put in there, you do run the risk of running into this kind of shit. And of course, any company uh, is going to be more inclined to go down the route of going like, eh, just fill with shit for the, to keep them busy. We don't have to be super inspired about it. And not everything has to be handcrafted quests and shit. I mean, it's hard it, to disagree. What? <laughs> And I, I want to handcraft it everything. Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> but if you're a big company trying to fucking yeah, yeah, save yeah. a buck, I mean, like, you would be more inclined to do that. So I mean, he's got a, he's got a good point. He yeah. is being a fucking doomsayer, but we need doomsayers as long as they're responsible. Skepticism is good. Sure. So. As long as it's constructive. Yes. I hate when people are like, "It's gonna suck." Why? Well, they well, fuck. Yeah, fuck them. Don't just that's why. Don't just immediately assume everything's garbage. That that's no. not being skeptical. That's just being. Never mind. And the the correlation of this and cyberpunk, I think, is really interesting because I don't get that, but I think it's interesting. You do. Um, um, I'd be maybe with the way they've been doing their like presentations, kind of like how cyberpunk did their presentations, is kind of similar in that regard. But they are very different games, in my opinion. Yeah, I also don't feel like I've seen like any advertising for this game versus I saw cyberpunk everywhere. Yeah, you did. So yeah, you did. Anything to add to that? No, we kind of were already talking, so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for your comments on this uh, episode. And, uh, yeah, moving on to the last one, which is another episode I did on the same day. This is for Armored Core 6 leaks that came out um, via a survey from From Software. So some pretty legit uh, merit to this story and this one was a lot of fun for me to talk about so hopefully you had a chance to check it out and we got a bunch of comments on it which is uh which is cool i'm gonna read them all fuck it uh so from is that saint uh saint says spirit of mother will from um armored core for answer became a meme amongst my squad for the sheer wall it posed so early in that game um yeah, I mean, I, I responded to this. Oh, I, th- I haven't responded to all these yet, but um, I will. Uh, Spirit Motherwell is fucking an awesome uh, fight. I kept saying in the episode two, I'm like, I think it's like Mission 2, Mission 5, I don't remember. It's like 8, I think. I'm probably wrong about that as well. Uh, mission 2 is the one with the cool fucking missiles and the sky and shit. But um, when you're coming from the the prior ACs and then you come to this one, uh, 4 Answer was so fucking good. I loved it so shitty that they went to five after that um and you got to fight fucking spirit of mother will for the first time it was like crazy because like it has this whole like little like uh and i rewatched that fight recently again just to kind of get the nostalgia going the music's like dark souls music you're like fucking they like put this rocket on your back because you got to get into its defenses and shooting missiles at you and shit and you're just flying and the whole time the music's just going ho 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 
Like fucking like Dark Souls. I'm like, it is just Dark Souls. Holy shit. It's not. It's not at all. And then you get close and then you can freely like fly around this giant fucking multi-legged like mech like mobile fortress thing. And it's like this awesome fucking fight. I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, this is sick. Um, so it's interesting that that it became a, a meme amongst you and uh, other people. Um, because it is so early in the game that it just shows up. It's like they really just like early on are like, look at this shit. Fucking fight that. Um, it's a very cool fight though. Um, with a new armored core, I would hope they would just get crazier with it so they could definitely do it nowadays anything to add to that i never played four answers so fucking good so good they're all so good but four answer like was like the last of the the last modern one five was like a downgrade from it five's idea of like trying to make like an online co-op armored core fucking on paper like sign me up that's amazing like they wanted to do all these missions and stuff together everywhere but like the mechs had less customization. They weren't even designed like armored core mechs used to be designed. They're like normal mechs kind of. I feel like Vonzers not look like Vonzers. Yeah. And like the gameplay was different. It was like, it, it's just like was a different game, but called armored core is mm, weird. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, it's my least favorite armored core. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you for the comment. Jeremy says, I really, really hope all of this is true. Loved armored core game. All of them, especially the one on PS2. And I also remember having fun playing those on PS1. Man, I feel old. Uh, and I, I agree. I replied to you this, but I'm just going to say it uh, just because it's a fond memory of mine. I forget how much armored core is like one of my favorite series of all time. Um, because like anytime I think of it, I have such fond memories of it. I remember when we were like kids and we played uh even the demo of armored core on that playstation demo disc yeah. back in the day and it just like blew my mind i was like holy fuck and after that i was just like sold so and then i think about that i'm like wait i'm talking about playstation demo discs <laughs> i played that before i played the actual game like holy fuck i'm old too dude i feel it yeah. um but yeah, I uh, no one talks about Armored Core anymore because why would they? They don't make them anymore. It's but like, decades. but then it gets brought up and everybody's <laughs> like, "Dude, I fucking love Armored Core." I'm like, "I know, it's so good." And then I look at these Gen Z kids talking about like they're making like a new Armored Core. It looks like Dark Souls. Like it's got like Dark Souls bosses, and he's using this move that looks like a move from Dark Souls. And you know, it seems like it's gonna be like a Dark Souls game. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, they just saw FromSoft and rolled with it. Yeah, so. yeah, they never played them. And I was like, God, what a fucking that sucks. Um, anything to add to that? You old? <laughs> I I wouldn't use that term. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I do feel old sometimes, for sure. True. I felt old. It was like a month ago. I had mentioned Where's Waldo, and someone younger than me looked at me, and they didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, those kind of moments are always kind of awkward. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, people yeah. don't know what Where's Waldo is. And I've told you this before, but like, I, I used to work in, in, in gaming retail, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone came up and asked me what Metal Slug was, and I told them it was like Contra. And they were like, well, what's Contra? And I went, okay. <laughs> I get that, though, because you'll talk to these fucking, like, uh, anyone older than me that talks about games always wants to tell me they played games before I was, like, born and they're like an old school gamer and stuff. I'm like, that's cool. But they'll like talk about like all these old Atari games and shit. I'm like, I don't fucking know what those are. There's not a lot. I don't have experience with them. There's not a lot of games. I've been around for 
the major portion of gaming, luckily. So like I can talk about Nintendo and on pretty much. Mm-hmm. But then once in a while someone will talk about like this obscure Atari game. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. I don't really want to know about it too yeah. much. So I kind of get it. But that was also like an, such an early time in gaming that I appreciate. But like when you start talking about like PS2 games, now what the fuck they are. Like that's just, it's the same thing. But in my head, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. You could still go, but those are still like 3D games that have like a lot of the same principles games now have. Yeah. You can totally play those still. I mean, I sometimes do. You can play Metal Gear Solid, I'm telling you. It's still a great game. Uh, Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, Old. Getting old. Yeah, getting old. My my memory's going. Uh, thank you for the comment. Uh, and then uh, we got XX Delirium XX saying, "You and me both. I'm a longtime AC fan and been dying for a new one. I've played every game except Ninebreaker. That one sucked. <laughs> and from I love it, just that one sucked. Uh, from what I hear, it's going to be a reboot. May not even be called Armored Core. Either way, I'm excited to see a new mech game. No other mech game has ever compared to AC." Fucking preach. I agree with you on everything except for Ninebreaker. I don't even know if I play. I feel like I played that one, but I don't remember it sucking. So maybe I just don't remember it that well. It's the, it's the age thing. My memory's going. But um, if they do do a soft reboot, I could see that happening for sure. I wouldn't even be surprised if this game came out and was just called Armored Core. That would make complete sense to me. Uh, if they just name, rebooting for sure. Yeah, they, it's been so long. You just make an Armored Core. Now you're reintroducing it to people uh, who played him in the past and they're not going to be like, what the fuck? They're like, eh, it's armored core. Cool. You're bringing it back. Uh, and then with new, you know, new players, they'll be like, Oh, armored core. They don't have to go like, zero, they don't yeah. have to go like, wait, do I have to play the last ones to play? Right, like, right. it's not going to be any confusion. So that would make sense. Uh, calling it something else would bother me kind of, because it would kind of feel like, and I'm not talking shit about Sekiro, but, uh, originally Sekiro, they wanted to make a Tenchu game and then they made Sekiro and it's a great game that if you can play it, it's not too difficult for you. It's a blast. Um, but we didn't get the Tenshu game. And so if we get something that's kind of like Armored Core that maybe originally was supposed to be, but now we get like a Dark Souls Armored Core, I'll regret that we never got that Armored Core. So I hope they just make an Armored Core and not like, you know, name it something else or do some kind of weird reboot thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I believe that could happen. Just like I believe this could just be a Souls-like game. But the way they describe it sounds like Armored Core. They're talking about you freely moving around in multiple directions and shit. And almost sound like an open world the way they describe yeah, it. I mean, so. honestly, I just hope what they, they do is they take everything that the peop- that people romanticize about Armored Core, the lessons they learn from Souls games, and try to find uh, a good way to marry those two things together. If they do that. I literally do not want to be a, a Souls game I, at I, all. I, don't, I didn't say that. Yeah. But... By making so many games at this point in that genre, mm-hmm. there are lessons in game design they have learned over those years. Especially so. in boss battles and challenge. I mean, they can so. definitely make some crazy fucking... They, I hope they would learn lessons, too, in making uh, AI uh, for different pilots, too. Because that's one thing that's kind of cool about the old ACs is, like, when you went through, like, the arenas and stuff, different pilots had, like, different ways they played. Yeah. And... Uh, and I feel like you could do some really cool stuff with AI nowadays when oh, it comes see, to that kind of thing. You need to go ham on customization, man. I want oh, yeah. like crazy it was, looking mechs. It was always so fucking cool in the back of the day that if they just expand on that, yeah. I want to see all the parts from back then in modern day. There's some like chest pieces, cores, and legs and stuff that I would love to see again. Um, yeah. And swords and stuff like that, but then brand new shit. That'd be amazing. Um, 
but I so badly don't want it to be a Dark Souls game. And I'll still buy it and play it if it is. But um, if it's just like a, like an old school AC game, I will be so fucking happy. For sure. Um, but yeah, preach, dude. I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, TLG Shevmo, this guy, said, just let me live my mecha dreams from soft. I agree. 100%. <laughs> I agree. Just let me just let me live from software. It's up to you. You know, let me live. Uh Sega Scream says, got a feeling they're just gonna make a Soulsborne game using the armored core name. Don't do that, please. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. I'll still fucking buy it. They'd still make money off me. But I don't want them to do that. But I'll still play it and I'd probably still like it. But goddamn, I would feel so disappointed that i'm just not going to get an armored core again yeah. that would suck for sure Whew, it's depressing but still probably be a good game because from software is making great games so and then the last comment of the night of all the comments i've been reading all night is uh, how do i say this sin oh uh xx sinful griff xx says at this point i couldn't care less if i need to buy a ps5 to play it I need, all caps, a new Armored Core in my life. Though I will be incredibly disappointed if this is just a Souls reskin. Seems like everybody's kind of on the same page as, that, as, as me on this, which is great to hear. Uh, continuing, I don't need the blistering, fast twitch shooter gameplay of uh, Armored Core 4 answer, but it's not going to be an Armored Core if you can't go charging in and slice an uh, MT in half with a moonlight dodging missiles while blowing holes in your opponents with the Karasawa uh, grenade launcher strapped to one soul or shoulder, almost a soldier and a missile rack on the other. I mean, I agree hundred percent. It doesn't have to be super hyperactive. All the armored cores. Uh, well, most of them kind of have the same pace for answer. Definitely was a newer game that could allow for more hyper combat, but um, there is a feel to, to armored core. And, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to be able to experience that again. I don't want it to be a souls reskin as well. And I do want to just be ripping through people with the fucking swords and shooting the missile launchers. Awesome. Let me be a missile boat. Just lock on everything and explode. I used to always love, uh, having like a, a fast, uh, fire rate SMG, big surprise yeah. SMG or machine gun and a sword. I just unloaded people while I was dodging around, closing ground, and then I'd fucking hit them. Boom, boom, like twice. I used to piss people off all the time with that because they'd be sitting there fucking moving slow or they'd be moving fast, but like they didn't have the same setup as me. And fucking, I'd always get in close and fucking smack them and just kill them. Um, Sometimes I have like a missile thing, but I always like to be really light. But then if I got hit, I would just get fucking killed quickly. But that was the fucking beauty of Armored Core, dude was like somebody could be like just a big ass fucking missile boat with like 40,000 fucking health or whatever just shooting missiles and having chain guns and shit and somebody could be like something with like 12,000 health and like just bouncing around and shit like just trying to hit somebody with a weapon that takes two hits to kill them like well and it's funny too because really the only games I could think of off the top of my head where like I enjoyed like just the mech experience of it is is armored core and the old mech warrior games yeah and they're very different yeah but they both had that experience of customizing your mech yeah and the strategy of it even though one's fast-paced it was still sim like mm-hmm. it was just anime mech sim like yeah the different mechs like, yeah exactly <laughs> like the mobility of of 
uh, mechs in Armored Core is completely different than in MechWarrior where they're more like tanks. Yeah. Um, but they're both games where you had to strategize your build mm-hmm. and your play style. Um, even Chrome Hounds, which I think From Software made as well, um, was kind of like that. Uh, those mechs were very weird, though, the way they're shaped. It was like you're fucking using Legos to make these weird things. But that was a cool game, too. God, where where the fuck are the mech games at, dude? Just give me some. I don't know. It's wild, too, because like, uh, even after playing, uh, this might be a strange example, but like Titanfall 2... The, the mech stuff in that game was oh, so fucking that was cool, dude. pretty simple. Titanfall is such so. a fucking genius formula that just... Just imagine if they... Tripped leaned, on itself. Like, instead of doing, like, a battle royale like they did with, like, the shooting part, they did a, a different genre, and it was more on the mecha side of things. Like, I'm sure it would have been a blast, so... Yeah. Yeah, if they make a, a Titanfall 3, they need to do everything that Titanfall 2 did. He needs to have a campaign... A better and the campaign two is great, but like a better campaign, uh, co-op would fucking sweeten the pot. But then also like the multiplayer needs to have enhance that fucking pilot and uh and Titan fucking um gameplay, but also like really invest in like Titan modes and maybe pilot modes. Like make a fucking huge suite of just fucking multiplayer that people can play. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, Titanfall is like such a fucking cool idea. It's so crazy that they thought that up. They nailed it, and it didn't fucking catch on. Like, in, in the zeitgeist they did, everybody fucking loves it, but financially, it just was like a slow trickle. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough lamenting uh, the the loss of here's mech what I, games. Here's what I got from this. Give us good mech game. Yeah. I think that's what everybody wants. Just give, give us good mech game. <laughs> not those weird mobile suit Gundam games. There's a couple good ones, but, like, a lot of those games were not that great. Um but I knew a bunch of people would always buy them because they liked Gundam, which uh, made sense. But I mean, yeah, you're still getting your mech you're like fixed from that. But like, yeah, I you're want, getting your I Gundam fix from those make games. My mech. Yeah. I want to be able to have that experience, play the game in my style, and then watch you play and go, "Oh, it's wild!" I didn't think about doing it that way. Like, I want that experience. Yeah, so. I want. I want that fucking that Gran Turismo experience in a mech game. I want to sit there Pretty and, much, yeah. and just build my mech up <laughs> and fine tune it and then take it out and see how it does. Maybe not so much that I don't want to be putting suspension in the kneecaps or anything, but <laughs> I do. I want to sit there and listen to music. that's just like, dun, dun, dun. there's someone on piano. Just fucking real chill. Yeah, music. Beat starts. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, though. I mean, it seems like everybody's on the same page. We all want a new AC like the old ACs, but more modern and, and new and new features and not just the reskin of Dark Souls, which I'm glad people understood that because anytime I say something like that, I'm like, are the Dark Souls fans, and I'm one of you, are the Dark Souls fans going to come for me like, fuck you, what'd you say about Dark Souls? And I'm like, dude, they made AC before this and they were great. They can be two different things. It doesn't have to be Dark Souls. You want Bloodborne 2. Just ask for that. Don't worry about AC. Let it be AC. Yeah, hopefully that's next. That's what I was saying in that episode, dude. Like, fucking, like, the next level play would be Elden Ring, which is going to be amazing, and then release AC. Just take a breather. Make a, Bring that back. Make people happy. Make, try something that you haven't been doing. And then make Bloodborne 2. You're going to fucking, you're going to blow the world up. Everybody's going to be so happy with everything that you're doing. 
That'd be such a major plus. It's also partially in Sony's court to help with that, though, since it's their IP. Yeah, I think that's a lot of the, a lot of the uh, hang up. Hang up. Yeah, with Bloodborne is that weird exclusivity connection that they have. Yeah. Um, so and it, it took for Demon's Souls. So. Yeah. True. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it. Thank you, everybody, for your comments on those videos. And again, if you want your comment for sure read i just i'm just been reading them lately anyway but uh if you want it read for sure uh hashtag stlg otherwise i pick a random so if you didn't get read you could have been and uh yeah i think that's gonna do it for this episode of taste cast as always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this um make sure to check out our socials uh links down below and um uh streams Streams are also linked down there too. I would like to start doing that again soon. So check me out on Twitch, follow me there, or uh, you know you're here, hit subscribe. And then yeah, we have a Discord if you'd like to talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, and yeah, thanks for uh, having this long and all over the place conversation with me, Chevy. And uh, yeah, I've been Seth until the next episode, which will be soon this weekend. Uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.